So, um, what are your favorite moped sounds? I don't know, like touch a flower, is it moving? Like, no, nah, feel pretty locked up. Sounds like a fuck, dude. I say I get more followers, but really it's only one. Yo, what's up guys? How's it going? Uh, welcome to Moped Monday Podcast, episode 036. What? How did I get to 036 already? Because you haven't been here. <laughs> I'm so, Failure to comply. Ashley missed out. You've been tardy, or what's the other uh, uh, absent? Uh, truancy. Truant. Ooh, yeah, truancy. Yeah, truant. I got picked up by the truancy officer in middle school. <laughs> did you? I did. How much did you skip? Well, you're, it was you're a big skipper in high school. Oh yeah, just didn't weren't feeling it. Did I uh, know? Thomas came school. in the picture and he was like, "Get in this Mustang or fucking whatever your Mustang your sports car was. You get it, get in this white wet dream, man. Get in this muscle car, baby. I got no exhaust." <laughs> Got the wood exhaust that's on the car is clearly leaking into the cab, the making her delirious. Only time I've been in the back seat of a police car. You're like, come feel this power. <laughs> Trans Am. I was in the back seat of a police car a few times. I got picked up for smoking. Uh oh. And then the cop brought me home, and I was like, "You don't want my mom to come out here." He's like, a "What cigarette. do you mean?" It's like you basically arrested me for a cigarette, and you're gonna waste her time. She's gonna come out here and chew you out for an hour and a half. He's like. I think I can release you on your own recognizance. <laughs> I was like, I think that's a good go. idea, sir. She go. I remember last time the cops just let me go. Um, I was young, you know, I was living my life, doing my thing. And, you know, when you're young and you're dumb, you, you don't really got nowhere to go because you love your parents. What if you're my age and you're dumb? Yeah, that's happened too. I was like, come on, girly, like, where, where are we going? I was like, let's go to this parking lot. Oh, Lord. When it did some parking. <laughs> We're in there. You know when you're young, dude, you just make out till your lips go numb? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you're hoping somebody's going to make this next move and just it never happens. Yeah, we're dumb. dumb and she's shit, thinking dude. the same thing. She's like, where is this going? But you yeah. don't know that. We're in there. Dude. I'm like, I thought I was, I thought I was like, man, dude, I thought I was making moves, dude. I can't feel my lips anymore. Windows are fogged out. You can't see shit. And all of a sudden, you see this flashlight shining right through the window, dude. And I was like, oh, oh, time to go. What's happening here? And the cop was like, uh, excuse me, miss, are you all right? And I'm like, that was always. My I, lips are a little chapped. I always got that one. Like, they never asked. They were all, well, I guess that happens with anyone. Like, miss, are you all right? You good? Uh, I know he's not good. Or whatever. Like, and like, they I just know, like, did, did they ask you that when they pulled us out of the Trans Am on the freeway? No, they did not ask me if I was okay. They said, is there anything illegal in this vehicle? And I said, no. Is that the story where you guys had the weed in the glove compartment? Yes! <laughs> it's probably yeah. still there. We're talking about that on this show, that old dusty weed. Yeah, we haven't been pulled uh, over too many times where we've been yanked out of the car, though. Yeah, it's funny. The cops took her home, and I and they released me on my own. So I was like, all right. Whoop. They took her home? Oh, yeah. Like, Why? <laughs> Underage, past young, curfew, young probably. Young female, dude. After midnight, they're like, we're going to drive you home and make sure you're safe. Yeah, her parents were. Maybe they saw what a good kisser she was, and they were trying to get some of that action. Her parents were not happy, dude. I'm sure they weren't. Dude. Were you forbidden? Oh, her dad dropped the in bomb on me, bro. Oh, 
Uh-oh. Yeah, good, good, good. That's God not very appropriate. Christian man, dude. Uh-huh. He like dropped the N bomb to her like about me, and I was like, ooh. She told me right away. Uh-huh. I was like, I don't think I'm gonna come to the house for a little while. I think I'm gonna. Stay on my neck of the woods for a couple weeks. Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry, sir. He was, he was feeling very passionate. <laughs> yeah, that's a passionate moment. Your daughter is brought home by very. the cops after midnight. <laughs> Ooh. Making out. Well, it's one thing if like you'd brought her home, like no big deal, everybody was safe. But just because the cops brought her home, yeah, it made it more made it an influence. issue. And then he was like, "Why? Why were you taken from him?" Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all of a sudden you're the, you're the bad guy because the cops got involved. This has nothing to do with mopeds, but damn, it's a funny story. <laughs> So, um, in mopeds right now, dude, um, Philly rallies next week. It is. Um, I'm getting pretty excited for it. I'm going to go. I wasn't going to go. I didn't think I was going to make it. He's only going so he can try to outsell their t-shirt sales. <laughs> uh, I print, I'm printing never spaghetti t-shirts. <laughs> I saw them. Yeah, they're and they're only a dollar each, so come get as many as you can. <laughs> <laughs> they come with a free bag of pasta. And, and <laughs> don't we. eat that shit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Free <laughs> package with the pasta in the same bag. A free like I'm gonna. Remember when hospitals and like DMVs had the ticket? Oh yeah, you go in there yeah. and take your ticket. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like oh, the, like, oh, the meat counter. counter. Yeah, dude. Yeah, the meat that counter. Ashley knows all about that meat counter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, dude. The, the, all those shirts come with like a, a ticket. I'm like, what's the ticket for? Oh, that's the wait line at the hospital. You, you got an early access. <laughs> No, we got a spaghetti truck coming. That's funny. <laughs> dude, I guarantee you will not eat anything Legion has at the rally. Yeah. Never you think again. so? No, dude, I'm eating cheesesteaks only. Strict a strict meat diet all weekend, bro. Well also Yeah, I grubbed up the cheesesteak last time. Oh, no yeah. one knows about that. That's clutch. We yeah, did. it was good. You get you get your cheesesteak delivered to the rally spot. Fast as shit. You don't, gotta, you don't even gotta leave. You gotta be careful though, because other people try it. They'll be like, Oh, yeah, they'll, that's take, for yeah, me. they'll take that's it. That's mine. Yeah. Thirsty on yet. top of that. They hungry at the moped rally, bro. <laughs> and then you get a bad review because they don't tip when they steal your cheesesteak. <laughs> Fuckers. Oh man, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. It should be a fun rally. I got the uh, I got Aaron's Cobra back in the game. Um, I needed a new pet cop. Aaron gonna go? Yeah, she's going. Oh, so she's gonna be on the Cobra. Has to say she has an exam, I think, or I maybe she term. wants to examine herself. I'm just going Saturday. Like I'm gonna leave late late Friday. I'm gonna do Saturday and leave Sunday morning. Yeah. Get a cheese stick for the road. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and um, I don't know, dude. The Honda, the Hobbit, dude. I helicoiled this week. Like I had that real loose, deep. I heard I had that real loose stuff, but, it, but it's still like, hooked up. I'm gonna do a second one. I'm gonna do because like I put the helical in like to you the might bottom, only be grabbing a couple of threads, and yeah. it's like I don't think it's grabbing enough because like I got them they're kind of getting loose again. Like I blew a head gasket today, like test riding. So I'm gonna order a new head gasket tonight, and I'm gonna. What's do the a, other solution to that? Like other than helical in it? Like what do you do? Weld oh, it and re- it, drill and tap it? Yeah, but who's gonna do all that, dude? Like you probably get. Another set of cases for like less. You yeah, know? it's less work probably yeah, in the end. Like By the time you find somebody bucks, to machine it, yeah, it's gonna cost you too much money, man. You probably get a set of cases for under hundred bucks. Or, or, what size are your studs now? I upgraded to M7. And there's no chance of it going M8, right? It's just too big. Yeah, I think that's just too big. But can you get an M8 lower stud like thread pattern with an M7 shaft? Maybe. That could be a thing. I think it's gonna be fine. I think I'm just gonna put because like I did the helical for the M7. Like I had to do the bigger size drill. It was bigger than my M7 tap. So because you know I gotta yeah. go bigger so you get the M7. Yeah, you chill it like there. a quarter or yeah. whatever it is. Um, that was the thing though. I got the uh, I got the thread kit from Treatland, 
And I need to hit up Dana or like, you know. They don't have a drill bit with it? So it came, the the M7 um, yellow coil kit, like thread repair kit, came with the drill bit, the tap, and the helicoils, but it didn't come with the install tool for the helicoil. Yeah, that's weird. So I thought that's kind of weird. My M, my M, uh, they normally come with it. M six by one has like that little black dude that looks like a pen almost. Yeah. And so you put the helicoil in there. It almost <laughs> looks like a, a mix between like a pen and like a, something you would put a bullet in for a yeah, gun. Yeah, a little slotted kind of yeah, like. And you then you screw the little guy in there and it hooks and you know. Yeah, I was just missing that part. That's what I was like hitting the group chat up. Yeah, who's got an install tool like? And I ended up, what I ended up doing was I just angle slotted the top of my cylinder stud. Yeah. I'm like, it's got to go in there anyway. So I just slotted that and I used that to screw in the helicoil. Did you lock it, it? Yeah, locked out the helicoil and put it in. I probably should have used red. I used blue. Yeah. And I put it in there and like, I don't know really, that matters. I'm pretty much. far down. Like, I, I don't know. I'm going to do a little more. I'm going to snug it up. It yeah, be good I always to go. just put them right until they just barely. Go past the surface, and that's okay. it. Okay. Yeah, I went way too far. I was like, oh, this thing's pretty hole's pretty deep. And I also going. only drill it that far too. Um, so I take a piece of tape and I, on like I take a something small like a coat hanger, put it in there, measure how deep the hole is, and then check it against the bolt because sometimes you don't even need to go that far. And then put that against the drill bit and just tape the drill bit off so you know how deep you're going. Yeah, yeah. And the same with the tap. I see that. Well, I mean, it's in there now, dude. We'll see what happens when I try to do it some more this week. What you got? You guys uh, do some moped stuff today? I heard you picked up that moped for uh, yeah. Vanilla. Well, I don't know how that's going to work out. What's the deal? What's up? I don't know. Noah, I don't know if Noah has no interest in it or he was like, you can have it. It's free. But then I'm like, well, I don't know what the. Oh, yeah, and then he was know. like, oh, Jason's going to get it. And I'm like, well, I don't. He hit me up last week about it and he's like, yo, we're going to like this. Here's a moped for sale like or like it's free or whatever. I can go get it. And I'm like, oh, it's a fucking kinetic, like, TRF yeah. or something. It kind of sucks anyway. Like, single speed, like, belt-driven. Like, it's not the best moped anyway. But he's like, yo, you want to get this moped? It's free. We can, like, split the profit or whatever. I'm like, yeah, sure. That sounds profit like... Profit on a kinetic? You know, sounds like whatever. Probably sell it for 300 bucks or something. Uh-huh. You know? And you buy a moped it's part... It's kind of wrecked. Buy a moped part or two off of it. And I'm like, they're not the best bikes. Like, I wouldn't recommend that being a bike I for I think someone. the tank was open. The clutches are like disassembled. It's got some spare parts with it, so there's like no bolt on the flywheel for some reason. Um, I don't think any of the levers work. Tires are flat. Like more work. The gas tack cap was open. It looks like it's rusty on the top. Mm -hmm. It does have a pipe on it. What kind of pipe? Uh, Estrol, something like that. Hmm. Just like a Vespa, you know. But it, so it's got a performance pipe on it, and possibly a 13 shock arb. More work than it's worth, though. Yes, yeah, so it's got some Probably. good parts at least. Oh, I'm, and the transmission is completely broken. I'm super over the headache right now. You know the, uh, the on the Vespas where you push the neutral pin in? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's like hanging out and broken off. Uh, like dangling out. So it's stuck in gears. it's stuck in neutral? Stuck in gear. That's fine. Well, that's fine, but I don't know what else. Is, I didn't look at it too much. It's just like that whole thing's like broken off the case. Yeah. So you still need to... Okay. That's the shit you want, bro. Hobbits and stuff? Yo. Speed hole. Leave it stuck in gear. Yeah. You ever had your, your uh, Vespa pop out of gear before? Does it do that? No, it's Italian. They don't build I mean, yeah, them like that. Yeah, I don't that. know if they do that. I know Hondas do that. Like, you run high RPMs through your yeah. transmission, dude. You'll be ripping. You'll be getting it, doing like 50-something. And then all of a sudden, you just like, vroom, it revs to the sky. No, because ours, ours are positive, positively locked in with a keyway. Okay. And so when you push it in, it pushes that keyway loose and so allows it to freewheel. Okay. Yeah, that's different. And then when you... 
pull the lever back, the keyway will come around till it hooks in and, and spring back in and lock the transmission in. Got it, got it, got it. Hell yeah, dude. Ooh, so... Yeah, we got Mary's bike running. Oh, it ran? Yeah, it fired ran. it up, put the pipe on, uh, just rewired it real quick. Didn't even look at the timing. It's kind of set. How long before she blows it up? Uh, we heat cycled it and retightened the head down and went over some nuts and bolts and you know the exhaust and blah 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 but it fires right up runs good did y'all get the yeah. exhaust yeah yeah you found bolts yep i think that's the thing though like once you like uh like heat cycled a couple times and like if you jet it rich from the start i think she'll be fine yeah i didn't check the jetting but it's not mine it has yeah. a 58 or 68 i don't remember yeah it, it felt like it started up easy and I put the stock air filter on it, so we'll check it, you know. Cool, cool, cool. Whenever. Should we hop into a voicemail? Yeah, let's sure. get, let's move on with those. Ashley, have you been here for a voicemail yet? I don't think so. Oh, this is new for us. Maybe we had one. No, I, I was here for the first one. Okay. Well, we have a phone number now, and we do voicemails for the show. So if, like, anyone ever wants to call us in, the number is 804 Six three eight nine five three three, and you can send us a voicemail. You can ask us any questions or a topic or something you want us to get into, and you know we can get into it, dude. We'll so, try to remember it. Let's see what's up with this. So we got uh, we got two. We got first one's from Eric from QCB. Yo, what up? It's Eric QCB. Got a question for y'all. You guys usually port any kit you put on it, or usually just slap it on there. I myself can't and just slapping a kit on there without going in there and messing with the port time in a little bit. Just curious to see what y'all do. All right. Yeah, for cool. me, it depends on what it is, I guess. Yeah, Eric, thanks for the call, bro. Yeah, thanks, man. For me, I, like, Gila kits, Polini, stuff like that, I kind of tend to leave them alone. Just depends on what I'm trying to do with it. If I'm looking for, like, reliability and, you know, not trying to waste my money on the kit and I'm not scared to mess it up, you know, I'll, I'll port it. But, like, K-Star 50s and K-Star 70s. I like piston porting those and lowering the exhaust deck a little bit and cleaning them up and, you know, I'll fuck with those. What about, what's your favorite kit to port, Ashley? I've never ported a kit. No, but you do case max though, right? Right? You've done that before? No. Okay. Well, I think case matching is, like, probably pretty good, but that's, like, in the bottom end. Yeah. Like, just match. Have you ever piston ported one? No, I haven't. So, like, you change the intake window, like, on a K-Star, or even the Treat 70, you can probably do it. You shave, like, two millimeters off of the intake side of the bottom of the piston. Oh, yeah, And yeah, so yeah. the intake duration opens sooner and stays open longer. And so you actually can, you can get a little more bit more fuel on the top end, where some people will run lean as they start gassing out and really get the blast in. Mm -hmm. You know, the higher RPMs, it's still basically sucking the same amount of fuel, so it allows it to get a little bit richer on the top end, too. But it runs kind of lobby on the bottom end yeah yeah like most kits i get like i always try to case match so at least like my bottom end matches the top and yeah it does <laughs> <laughs> i've seen it done many of times but... it's like i think that's one of the most like i don't know like that's like one of the easiest things you can do it's mm -hmm. like not super hard to do and you can get like a lot out of it yeah. And, like, I think I, I like to – I don't really like to go too big. Like, some stuff I'll pour it if I'm, like, you know, trying to go all out or do something dumb. But for, like, the average bike that I'm working on, I just try to case match and I try to, like, knife my edges in the transfers. Yeah. And just, like, clean up any, any like, weird casting. Mm -hmm. And, like, 
came from my my edges and all the ports and stuff like that. Nothing nothing outrageous. Yeah, I haven't had too many kids that are weird castings. I've had some weird like like nothing I can't live without because I'm not a I'm not a perfectionist. Like I've got you know if it's ugly or you like whatever as long as the shit lines up you know and it runs i'm not trying you know you know our bikes they're garbage bikes like we don't give a shit here's my best i'll I'll do that like um like uh i'll do that roughening the intake yeah yeah and then i'll do that and i'll do the uh i like that trick actually the the polish of the exhaust port so when you're roughing the intake uh you just take atomize the yeah so roughens the fuel flow so you just if it's smooth you just i've done it where i just take the the dremel like cutting wheel and just cut ridges in it yeah you know I don't know if it helps, but I do it. It's like it helps, like it, but like. But how do you prove it? Yeah, but probably not that much. <laughs> like so. I don't know, like Dino. You know, yeah, that's when people come to me like, "Oh, you think this like X Y Z is gonna make a big? I'm gonna get a high comp hit." Yeah. It's also one of those things. It's like, yeah, like that stuff might help a little bit, but it also might help if I lost 50 pounds. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I yeah. did. If I didn't carry all the shit yeah. with me at the moped rally, like, I'm a big dude. I fucking if I lost 50 pounds, my bike would be way faster, dude. Like I'd probably do way more than fucking cutting up this fucking intake, you know. Oh, uh, dude. So our next voicemail is from Jake Kane. So I'm not sure what he's going to be about. This is one I actually hadn't listened to yet either. So let's see what's up. Here we go. Jake Kane from last week's episode. Check it out. 035 with the uh, Toby. Hey, dudes. It's Jake Kane. Uh, had a blast talking about Toby last week. Um, setting records. Longest Moped Monday podcast. Also had the longest Bratcast, too. But uh I- there's uh, one thing that uh, – there's a lot of things that we didn't address, but there's one thing that I wanted to throw out there, the Gila kit that's on my bike. For those out there who want to make a Gila mega fast, look up the Gilarini porting. Uh, that's what I did on my Gila kit. You had a couple finger boost ports, um, open up the exhaust, match a bunch of shit, um, add some more transfers. And then, uh, then throw in that Vertex single ring Teflon coated piston with a Weissco needle bearing, um, some V Force eight pedal reeds, a TM24. You'll be ripping. So, I just wanted to add that in there. People were wondering, like, why is that bike so fast? Check out the Gila Rini porting. It's like a Gila plus Polini. Um, and then for, Moped Magazine, man, I don't know. Uh, I want to know what uh, I want to know about their beef with the swoops. All right, guys, later. The the who? I've never seen the swoops in their magazine. <laughs> I think it was like some real like life beef, like at a rally or something. I don't really know all the details. Yeah, that's funny Again, that our two. Uh, the, that's the only thing I know of. Our two voicemails were about the same thing. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Like that he talked about porting when Eric just asked about porting. So yeah, there you go, Jake Kane giving you guys uh, all the details if you want to fucking Jake Kane clipping, clipping, clipping. <laughs> if you really want to make your fucking Gila kit rip, dude, like he's gonna be one of the men to talk to, dude. But yeah, um, we're gonna be talking to Moped Magazine today, and their second issue just came out. Uh, I think two weeks ago. Like, are we excited about this, or are we apprehensive? I don't really know, dude. I'm kind of a little bit of both. Like, I listened to the Brabcast episode twice. Like, I listened to it, like, when it first came out, and I listened to it recently. And I just want to get to know, like, more about this guy and, like, what he's got going on and, like, I don't know, like, what, what his future plans are for this magazine, where he sees it going. Because it could be something really cool, like... I read it. It, it could be but, like really cool. Like, 
So you're saying it's not? It, I don't. It, want... I think it needs improvement. I don't think it's terrible. Um, but it's only the second episode, so like our second episode probably wasn't very good. So <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I shit perfection. Yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah, I'm no, sure. I, I like that it exists. I, again, I'm, I'm with Ashley on this. Like, you know, I've got mixed feelings about the content. Yeah, yeah. But 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 I'm excited to to get to talk to him and like I haven't really formed an opinion about it even though I've read a bunch of stuff. So I want to get his side of the story. And also try to not to be like influenced by like everyone else's opinion like exactly. I've had plenty of friends who like not not everyone's made to get along. So I've had plenty of people not get along with someone that I was really like into. I'm like yeah, yeah I, I like I both these people so I wouldn't like a lot of people probably if I listened to what other people thought of him. Yeah, so I'm trying to, like, you know, see w what this guy's about, see what the his background is, and, like, how he kind of got into the whole thing with mopeds. Kind of like we do with everything else, dude. Like, I want to really just do like we do every episode, just kick back and hang out and have a conversation and chat. Like, not really, like, this isn't a fucking interrogation or some shit, dude. I'm trying to fucking <laughs> hang out, you know? And then I'm going <laughs> to shit on him. Oh, no. nah, and his name, is, his name is Pleasant, or that's what he goes by? Yeah, Pleasant, I think that's his last name. He okay. did not provide his first name. So I'm not going to put it out there. You go pleasant. It's on like Moped Army. It's on the forums. Like, Ah, uh, got like, you. If you want to yeah, get in deep, you can there, find it. Yeah, I wonder if there's a reason he doesn't provide it or... We can get into it, man. Yeah. Like his name, like his name's out there. People know who he is. People like live in the city he lives in. They're in the Moped community. So, you know, we'll see, dude. Let's uh let's get into it, man. Let's, let's see, see if Mr. It's... Pleasant is pleasant or unpleasant. <laughs> let's see if we make it two hours like last week. Just... I'm gonna guess a little bit of both. Glad I wasn't here last week. No, for the marathon. <laughs> it wasn't even a chore. It was good. Hey, man, how are you? Yo, what's, what's going on, man? Welcome to the Moped Monday Podcast. Hey. hey, thank you. So you're here with uh, Biggie. That's me over here. Big black okay. guy. What's up, Biggie? <laughs> and then uh, you got our boy Thomas from Stupid the Rebel little Rousers. Scrawny redneck Thomas. Hey. Oh yeah. Hey man. How <laughs> are you? Little rat beard. Yeah. I need and then we have our, our we have our official laugh track with us, Ashley hey, from the Rebel you? Rousers as well. Okay. Hey. How are you? Did you know that we are all in your magazine? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I spoke with uh, Alexis uh, Rebel and. Uh, we put some photos in there because, you know, uh, the Rebel Rousers have been uh, uh, around for a bit. And, uh, you know, we think very highly of uh, you lot. And, uh, you know, why not? Yeah, dude. It was like, I was like, dude, I wonder if he even knows that all three of us are in the magazine. <laughs> like, we're all like these little tiny dots. If you, like, zoom in with, like, a magnifying glass, you can see our little faces. I think he's real lucky this year that there wasn't a hidden dick in that photo that he didn't <laughs> edit, have to edit out. Hey, but that's okay, too, because we we like edgy. We like edgy stuff. And Some that's of those cool. dicks are real edgy. <laughs> I don't know if I'd be in having an edgy dick, dude. I kind of want to have like, just a normal plain ass dick. Plain ass dick. Like, you're right. like, you got the edgy dick. You're like the guy with like the fucking inch, like gauge, like ball bearing steel, like ring through the head or something weird. Yeah, like a weird. punk rock dick. Yeah, dude. Like you got tattoos all up and down your penis. You got the edgy penis. Yeah, it doesn't sound like fun oh to me. Oh my god. <laughs> just setting the groundwork for that is terrifying. Um, yeah, yeah. Fuck that. So let's, this has nothing to do with this. Before we get into it. Now that we're on this path of talking about dicks again, um, yeah. I, I just have to go here. Um, when I was younger... Ten men a night. 
Nah, nah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> when I was younger, uh, we all, me and all my friends grew up in hardcore scene and we were going to hardcore shows and being young and yeah. punks and shit. And so with, with that comes uh, hanging out at tattoo shops with people that are older than you. And yeah. one night you're just hanging out at the shop and you're bored with nothing to do. And it just leads to weird things happening and weird tattoos going down for no reason. Like I have, uh -huh. a, I have an actual game of tic-tac-toe on my leg. Like it was an actual game. We played it. <laughs> Uh -huh. on, my, on my leg with a gun like or sorry tattoo machine i don't want to like you know offend anyone uh -huh. who's like tattoo snob um <laughs> but oh. it led to like two of my friends getting penis tattoos oh i think oh. i've heard about this before. Uh, one of them is it says pipeline straight down his penis and he's persian uh -huh. so we refer to him as the persian pipeline <laughs> and, oh you uh, mean direct you mean directly on his oh yes directly on his you're like directly on his penis real <laughs> tattoos and then uh, the other one got a cash money symbol with the word maker through it, and that's officially his money oh. maker. Oh my god. 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 Wow, that's, that's, that's wild, man. So, that's, uh, but I would imagine that's uh, quite uh, uh, painful. I have a small tattoo on my shoulder I got when I was uh, uh, around 20, and uh, you know it was quite intense, but I couldn't imagine that on the... On the penis, man. So you oh, don't have shit. any tattoos on your penis. <laughs> wow. You sound sound like a strong-willed individual. I feel like when the peer pressure really hit, my friend's gonna last. <laughs> wow. But that's that's wild, man. But you know, in the in the spur of the moment, you know, that's what freedom's all about. You know, the spur of the moment, you just kind of go with it. And it's about having fun, you know. And that's that's the whole deal. And that's how I got arrested. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, no, but like, no, no. so just so you know, like that that this little intro with us. That now you kind of know what the bar's at. Like, we, yeah, yeah. We with us, you can talk about anything. We're gonna laugh. We're gonna try to have fun. Like, we're just hanging out, dude. Like, if we get off topic, like whatever. And okay, you know, that's kind of that's kind of my money podcast, dude. It's not yeah. super structured. But, we're just like. Uh, but what about the here. profanity? Should I oh. should I hold back on profanity? No, no, no. no. <laughs> so we just talked about dick tattoos for like th three minutes. Dude. Yeah, We're good. what the fuck, Jason? Right. You can't fucking cuss. Like, uh, to be honest, if my mom ever heard this podcast, I'd be a little upset. Oh my, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I let either one of my parents. Like, my dad last night was like, oh, "I'd be really happy to see you at church tomorrow," and I was like, oh, "Yeah, I know, I'm not gonna make it." Oh, like, so. Jason. Well, you know, I have to tell you about Oped Magazine. You know, it's all about getting the kids into Jesus, and that's the whole <laughs> purpose behind the publication. You know that, right? That's like the secret underlying message. Yeah, there's like, it is. There's, it's like it's like those like weird movies, like in the seventies, where they're like. You know, they have, like, subliminal messages in the background. If you really look at Moped Magazine, if you listen to fucking Pink Floyd and you read it upside down and backwards, you'll get the hidden message. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the whole point of it. You know, that girl on the front of the first one, she's saved again, man. I mean, you know, that's what it's all about. We're trying to bring in the kids and get them saved again and get them off in, on, the, on the road to Jesus and and into the church and all of that, man. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, what and, it's and all about. Magazine. When, when did you kick that thing off the ground? Um, okay, so uh, I started Moped Magazine in uh, 2018, uh, right at the end, I guess uh, it was November, and uh, the whole idea was just to kind of create uh, not, not, a, not a traditional bike magazine, it's kind of, it looks like a magazine, but it's actually kind of like a zine, and there's a little bit of everything in it, but 
the the overall theme is vintage mopeds and vintage bikes and um the concept you know kind of takes bits of art and music and all kinds of things and puts it together in a really cool format that kind of heralds back to the zines of the 80s and and early 1990s and and heavily influenced by like punk rock and you know dark rock or gothic music and even a little touch of like the new york hardcore scene and all that you know like vision of disorder and all that stuff yeah, and yeah. uh it's, it's... Yeah, because that's all stuff from my era when I came up, and um, I was heavily influenced by all of that stuff. So, you know, it kind of plays into the magazine a bit. It has a little bit of all of that. Yeah, I got that from issue two and, when and I read it. And shopping around, like, what what made mopeds a primal choice for this like platform versus like the bicycle scene or scooter scene or straight up moto scene? Oh, because that's what I ride. I ride mopeds and also vintage scooters and. You know, the, the BMX and all that, I did a lot of BMX in my youth and stuff, you know, but, you know, I'm just totally taken by mopeds and, and vintage scooters and stuff. I mean, I've been riding old bikes for, I guess it's been about 20, 21 years now, you know, that I've been into mopeds and scooters and, you know, I just love them. The I mean, it's, culture, yeah. it's a love letter to, to the old bikes man, the history and all that stuff, you know. What was your first moped? My first moped was a Vespa Chow, and uh, it had a busted uh, clutch on it, and uh, I never really got it to do much. But uh, but that was my first introduction to uh, to mopeds, and it was a very interesting bike that uh, uh, caught my attention, and I was very much. I mean, inspired did you have it like it. running and riding, or just the clutch was just always the Achilles heel that kept it from like? I rode it. I rode it a little bit. Um, but the bike was in pretty bad shape. The tank had like some serious rot in it, man, and it was just like leaking fuel all over the place. And so I had to let it go. You know what I mean? I didn't at that point know how to like deal with issues like that. And um, yeah, sometimes if but, you don't have the the support or know if somebody else who knows what to do, it's it's frustrating and put you out of the put you put up. You know what's the right term? Just kind of turn you away from it, turn you off to it a little bit. Yeah. yeah, and this and this was in the late 1990s, you know, we're talking like 1999, 2000. So you it's didn't have like the to, score of yeah. like supply shops and all that stuff around back then. I mean, it was mainly people who just had bits in their backyards or garages and stuff. So yeah. there wasn't like a network, you know, to get parts and stuff from as well back then as, uh, as they have now. Yeah, I hear that. Because I know, like, uh, like the main club here, like, the first moped club that started in Richmond was uh, the Hell Satans, and they were, like... Yeah, the Hell Satans. Yeah, they were yeah, doing yeah. it in, like, early 2000s, like, 2003, and even then, like, people were still having to order parts from Europe and from Spain, just, like... Yeah, yeah they were telling me that nobody had kits, you know, yeah. that when they got some, you know, like, saw something on eBay, or it was, like, everybody bought the... Uh, the Pook Metros, like, they just bought stacks of them, all the same shit, yeah. because that was the only thing available, and they just ordered, like, a whole boatload of them yeah. you know for sure like treeland and like and like 1977 and denny and all those places like moped really, division who's clearly sports your magazine yeah they all kind of changed the game for making it convenient for everyone else to really get into mopeds yeah moped division hasn't been around a long time so i can't say that they're probably who's i wonder who's yeah. the first real guy like uh, uh moped junkyard maybe Maybe. That, dude, that dude out in Ca california i mean uh the dude in bakersfield or somewhere who's got a Ah, uh, what is this guy? What is his name? The guy's name, uh... Oh, 
I mean, he had a shop all the way back from like the seventies. It's like offering mail order stuff. Hmm. Um, yeah, dude, I've heard of that guy. I know, I know who you're talking about, but I, I I couldn't tell you the name either. But that might be who the Satan's order their shit from. And then they were saying it took like three weeks, or four weeks, or a month to get the shit. Yeah, you know? that's so crazy. I don't know if I'd want to <laughs> wait that long. Logistics were so bad back then. Yeah, like hanging into mopeds long enough to wait four weeks for a part. Is like, <laughs> like that's like a whole other game, dude. Yeah. I'd be like, uh, I'm kind of, I'm over it. Like, I might, I might not have lasted, bro. I mean, if I wanted to wait four weeks for a part, I just order from Seventy Seven. God, but see, I'm a mess. go back to the old school. Thomas I'm kinda, Matthew. I'm kind of, kind of used to that with like the Vespa and all that, because you know I've had a Vespa since the '90s, and you know, um, getting parts for that. Like at the time, the only place that was really sort of moving a lot of parts was Scooter Works in Chicago. Yeah, and um, and even they had to order stuff, you know, from Europe uh, back in the day because you know the parts just weren't available here. So, you know, even when it comes to the vintage mopeds, you know, getting certain parts with certain models like your Dutch, like Bodavus bikes and all that stuff, some stuff you just can't source in the West. You know, you actually literally have to go abroad. Um, I used to live in Holland and in the Netherlands. Uh, you see all kinds of bikes. I mean, all over the place. You know what I mean? And there are Pooks and Peugeots and all kinds of stuff. And the parts are, are, are a little bit easier to come by there. And, um, you know, we have a great friend in the Netherlands right now, which is medium uh, Pook parts. And these guys are just kind of riding the wave of the explosion with the vintage mopeds, man. I have started offering uh kickstart kits like yeah, this is all actually, new stuff man i actually saw that in the magazine that's that's one thing i did want to get into and ask you about like we hadn't like we're gonna jump up just so you know we're gonna jump all over the place we're gonna start from your past and your history and we're gonna go into the magazine we're gonna the future like what you, you, see. you don't want to know yeah. my past we're, we're gonna you do don't want to know my past <laughs> we're gonna do it all for real like it's gonna go everywhere so if we kind of go out of order like just like roll with us man but like that was oh, one yeah, thing i cool, definitely dude. wanted to like ask about like i saw the um what is it, VDM, Pook, Pook Parts? Pook parts. Yeah, yep, like I've com, seen them yep. all over Facebook. And I mean, not Facebook, Instagram and stuff. And I've been really interested in those yeah. Kickstarter conversions. Like they look sick and they just look like they're a plug and play to make any E50 yeah, kit. Yeah, like, like, have you have you seen the part? Have you actually been able to like touch it? Have you talked to him about the part? Yeah, yeah. Um, what he did, he sent us a Kickstarter kit and that's in the process of being installed on one of the Magnums here. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to put that through the test phase, man, and we're going to have that in the next issue of Moped and do like a full-on review of that. Because even yeah. though Moped is still, you know, more like a zine-type publication, we still will feature like part reviews and stuff like that, too. So, you know, it's got that edge to it as well, you know, where you can get like idea about certain parts coming out. But we also want to – we're very much into presenting – vintage mopeds but we also want to kind of have an ear towards the future and show people who are like remaking parts and creating innovative new designs and stuff to fit on these old bikes and things and this guy johan has done an amazing job <laughs> with these plug and play bits and he's got them like all color coordinated and it's all like uh uh aluminium you know it's not like uh like metal these risers that he has it comes in all those colors and stuff mm -hmm. So they've really uh, done a job. I mean, it's it's not cheap shit at all, man. This guy's really 
done a great job in making these parts and really uh, keeping the quality up and, and attention to detail. Now but when you see it in person, you'll be impressed. It's really cool. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. at it. I'm trying to figure out if he's also selling you the actual Kickstart cover, or is he going to eventually start making those new? Oh, it looks like he's just got a spacer and like a thick aftermarket clutch, you know, which is, I mean, it looks like nice stuff. But I'm kind of confused about the used parts that come in the kit. I think it's the whole thing. Uh, you get is it all. It's the whole thing. You get the cover, the leafer, the bits inside, you know, that engage with the clutch. All that comes with it and the riser. Okay. I feel like that was definitely one thing that, like, some people, like, we, we always ask like, our, our Instagram and, like, people to send us questions and stuff. And I feel like one of the things that people said about the magazine is that they wish it had more actual part reviews and, like, new parts that are coming out and, like, you know, something that's, like, super moped-related for, yeah. like, stuff like that. And, like, I feel like you guys reviewing that part would be, like, a big move forward for the magazine. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, we're going to mix up the content, and uh, definitely part reviews are part of Moped Magazine. In our first issue, we reviewed the uh, uh, that uh, kickstand that, uh, oh, God, what was the name of the company? Um, I can't remember, but it was, uh, uh, they made this really high-end sort of beefy kickstand that uh, fits on the square-shaped uh chain stays or whatever you know what i mean on the swing arm yeah. and uh that worked out really cool and we also reviewed that crazy uh uh super clutch thing that was on the market some years ago and uh that that doesn't work very well yeah the super clutch is, that, that's <laughs> the, seven, the 77 super clutch yeah fowler had yeah, one in his yeah bike the, and the, it, Ep, the, Ep, the epcot center pavilion we, he we did kind of dubbed it, it the, the clutch did a good job but it wasn't like as tunable as it because it's like based on a KTM and it was like yeah. almost a good job, almost. The clutch is so close to being a good clutch. It's like a centrifugal force. Centrifugal force, but the way it was yeah. sprung, it, the adjustability of the springs, it only yeah. had like one spring in the center. Like, a, but yeah. KTM's typically have two to keep the clutch centered mm -hmm. on the post more. Yeah. So when they engage, they engage evenly. So they were, yeah. you were getting you odd go. wear. Yeah. Odd wear, odd grab patterns, yeah. odd, odd revs and things like that. It was like almost a good clutch. Okay. Yeah, it fluctuated highly. And uh, we put in the uh, Allen boats and, uh, you know, we, we followed the instructions in regards to what we found online about adjusting the boats in a specific pattern to get the, the bits to spread out uh, evenly. But, but we just had issues with getting it to engage uh, consistently. So it was just kind of bad, man. And uh, I rode that around on the Mari for a while. And, uh, I mean, you could actually physically hear the thing spinning around inside of the bell, you know, just like, but it, the bike wasn't going anywhere. And uh, I just played around with it for a while. And, uh, you know, it just, it didn't work out. It's a great concept, but the execution wasn't the best. Okay. Cool. So, um, dude, like, um, I don't know, man, like, so where are you where are you from and like where's like uh like how'd you kind of transition from scooters to mopeds? I remember you saying you used to be in scooters and we we actually have a pretty large scooter club in Richmond, so yeah, we, yeah. we always go to like all the vintage like Vespa scooter rallies. Like it's kind of like a mix yeah. here. Like we we go to their rides, they come to ours, so our scenes are kind of connected. And actually, the vice president in the Rebel Rousers, Justin, used to yeah. be in the scooter club, and then he kind of crossed over in the mopeds fully. 
Yeah, uh, Chelsea and uh, Scomo and all that back then. <laughs> I mean, it's called Richmond Scooter Center now, though, right? It's, it does, uh, used to be Scomo back in the day, and then uh, uh, it, Chelsea merged with uh, uh, some other company, or maybe they just—I don't know. I think they just sell motorcycles now. Yeah, Chelsea's still older. here. They still got scooters. Yeah, and it's they got uh, Motor Scoot Richmond is the official name, and they're Scoot they, Richmond, right? Yeah, right. Motor Scoot yeah. Richmond is what it is now. So KTM, yeah. they sell Triumphs, they sell electric scooters, you still get vintage yeah. Vespas. Yeah, they okay. got it all, man. Um, yeah, I'm, well, originally I'm from mm. Savannah, Georgia. I was born here, but uh, I also grew up in New York City on Staten Island. And, uh, Ugh, the island. In... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, well, that, that, that's a whole other episode in <laughs> of that place, but... Uh, but yeah, I lived on Staten Island and also in Savannah and also in uh, uh, South Central Florida in the St. Petersburg, Tampa Bay area. Okay. And uh, those are the three main places I, I grew up. And uh, I was always very fascinated with uh, with mopeds and scooters. And uh, oh, at first I should say I'm kind of old. I'm 44. Okay. So I'm from the 80s. Yeah, we're always talking about like riding in the 90s. I'm like, oh man, how old is this guy? Dude? <laughs> right, right. I think a lot of people thought in the beginning that I was like 20 something or something like that. Not me. And uh, but but yeah, I'm in my in my <laughs> mid 40s now. And uh, but um, but yeah, I saw all kinds of bikes growing up. My dad had a little mini bike that was left over from the late 60s that he had, and I used to ride that. And um, kind of got my my first taste of motorbikes. Uh, on the mini bike, and then I transitioned from that into riding BMX, and um, I always loved BMX because, again, they look like little motorcycles. You know what I mean? And uh, the old BMX bikes uh, of the old days, you know, were somewhat kind of like those uh, Schwinn Stingrays, you know, the banana seat and all that stuff, yeah, yeah. and they kind of look yeah, like choppers. Three-speed you know I mean? shifter on the bar, on <laughs> yeah, the yeah, they, bar or whatever. Yeah, the candy crate, uh, apple crate, and all that stuff, orange crush crate thing. Uh, and um, so, you know, I rode BMX, and I was there in the beginning, you know, and got to meet a lot of the legends in the freestyle scene when that started to blow up, and I used to race BMX. And, um, and you know, I always wanted to, to get into motorsports, into motorcycles and things. And, um, uh, you know, as I got older... Uh, one of the things that I did was hang around the dirt track with the motocross bikes. And, and I like the motocross, you know, they're real cool bikes and all that. But I, I always had a thing for vintage bikes, like very old bikes, and especially small displacement bikes, you know, like your 250s and 350s and 125s yeah. and all that kind of stuff. All the stuff that provides the headaches. Like 1909 Harleys. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. The, the, the really... Um, the really small kind of maneuverable little bikes and things, you know, because I was always like, you know, living in New York, who could ride some big giant bike around? I mean, it's big, heavy, you know, but these little little bikes are so maneuverable. And then I got my first introduction to scooters when someone gave me a copy of Scootering Magazine. And um, I saw the Vespas and all that, which I already remembered from seeing in movies and stuff. But I actually got like, a chance to see like how they work and what the engine looks like and all of that and um 
And I was impressed by them. And also in the same magazine, you know, once in a blue moon, you would see like a chow or something in the background, you know, because these guys are in the UK. So, you know, chows and, and pooks and all kinds of things were riding around, you know, with the Vespas and Lambrettas and all that. And um, so that was my first introduction to, to vintage uh, mopeds and scooters. And then, of course, I got... Uh, my child, we're talking late 1990s at this point, I got my child and didn't really know what to do with it, but I was very inspired by it, and um, and so I went and got a Vespa, and I had the Vespa shipped from the UK, and this was around um, 2002, and uh, I had just come back from London where I did some uh, events, and... Um, I talked to a, a, a shop there called Scooter Emporium. I don't know if they're still there, but they were in the Brick Lane. Mm -hmm. And uh, got the inside on the Vespas and all that and, and had one shipped over. And it was it was kind of a chore to get it into the States, man. I mean, uh, it was hung up in the, the customs for a while um, because of the emissions thing. So I had to, yeah, yeah. you know, get someone to broker the thing and they had to talk to Piaggio and all this kind of shit. So I was like, well, you know, that's kind of a... How much more did you pay for to get it shipped? Uh, well, here's the thing. This was before everyone was buying up Vespas and stuff, so the whole thing only cost me $1,100 to get it from the U.K. here. I mean, that's an insane cheap price, but I also had to wait, like, six months or whatever, you know, because they shipped it over on the container or whatever, and uh, it came through the seaport. And, um, but it was still a really, really low amount of money to get the bike in and get it brokered and all that. I mean, the broker fee was something like, if I can even remember, like $79 or something. It was yeah, just crazy cheap, cheap. That's pretty good. And, um, so, you know, I got that and, um, you know, worked on that, wrecked it a few times, you know, just started rebuilding it over and over and wreck it, rebuild it, burn it up, rebuild it, you know, and just began getting the experience. And, um, and just took it from there. And, you know, of course, after that came Lambrettas and then Pooks, you know, your Maxis and all kinds of things. And I Which just is sort a strange, of amassed the collection. It's a strange transition because typically people either get into scooters and stick with them or they move from mopeds, which are more affordable, into moped, uh, like scooters, which are slightly more expensive and right. more of an adult hobby. What was the right. turn point for you from where you kind of moved over from scooter styles into mopeds more and and you know actually i'm curious so is this your magnum in the magazine that you're currently working on and riding yeah yeah um uh, we have uh two magnums here and that's uh the one that we have running currently the other one i'm uh, uh still in the process of restoring and putting back together i want it to be all stock and i've got uh all the little stock bits you know the fenders and all that stuff but but that's my uh my little custom job there. And then, of course, the Murray, which is that one with the cat on the seat. <laughs> yeah. What, yeah, but what, yeah. what made you transition out of scooters more into mopeds? Like, typically, it's the other way around. Like the aesthetics? Right, right. Um, Just cause I don't know. I guess the mopeds are more maneuverable, and also they're easier to park. I mean, I have a, a P200, and it's nice Vespa, you know, but it's still quite large. And I don't know what it is, but I just like small. I like that BMX feel. I like that small, kind of tight, compact, 
where I can just kind of go in and out of traffic and take corners. And, you know, again, the scooter can do that. The scooter is faster. You know, I can take it out on longer rides and stuff, you know. But when it comes to maneuvering and traffic and maneuvering around the cars and, you know, just kind of riding the gutter and just having that sort of blur between motorbike and bicycle yeah, where yeah. people can't, like, you know, for example, the other day there was a traffic jam and um, the cars were backed up and I was like, fuck it. I was like, I'm just going to ride on, in the gutter. Or on the sidewalk, <laughs> the and I'm gutter. gonna pedal the bike. Um, yeah. We from the gutter. The gutter. Right. We from the right. gutter. Here. This moped, sign me in the gutter. Hood as fuck. We out here. <laughs> right, and it's like hell. You know, it's a bicycle. And if someone says something, I'll just say it's a bicycle. And I just pedaled as I like gave it gas, and I just went around the freaking cars, man, and went around the jam and just carried on. And I wouldn't be able to do that with the Vespa. You know, but with the moped, I can do that. No one really says anything because then I just point at the pedals and say, hey, it's a bicycle. I was pedaling, man. Uh, you saw my feet moving? I was and pedaling. And in Richmond, they go, I don't give a fuck. The engine was running. Nah, when bro. it's running, it's a motorcycle. I still, Here's your ticket, sir. I still pedal when I'm going 40 just to fake the funk, you know? <laughs> well, the cops the cops around here don't give a shit, though. That's one thing about here in the southeast, the police are... Um, they got other things to worry about, and um, because it looks like a bike. I mean, I actually had a situation where I went to a uh, Waffle House, and uh, the policeman came outside, and I had it parked on the sidewalk, and he, he just looked at it, and it looked like he wanted to give me a ticket. Like, I was in the restaurant just watching from the window, but it looked like he wanted to give me a ticket because he didn't see a tag or anything. But then he was, like, scratching his head because he saw the pedals. And then eventually he just gave up and walked away. But he had his hand with, like, the ticket book and stuff. And I was like, that's so badass. Like, he can't figure out, like, <laughs> what it is. To know what the hell to do. So he was just like, fuck it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, for us, it's badass when we just run from him when they flip the lights on and get away. <laughs> oh, uh, can man. I ask you a question about uh, one of the articles in your magazine? Yeah, yeah, sure. Man. So I was reading uh, the article about the Zaboras, right? And there's no mention of, like like a short bio about their club they're in. Is there a reason for that? Or are they in for which club? one? Or the Zamboras. Mario and his wife? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Debs, there's a little bit of... Uh, there's a little bit of drama about that. And so um, she just wanted to have the article focus on her and the bike. Um, there was a discussion about that, but I'm not certain exactly what's going on with their club, but she just wanted to have it more intimate. And a, a part of Moped Magazine is also that we kind of focus more on individuals. And that shift came between issue one and two to kind of get personal with the riders and show the bikes up close. And, and we have nothing against clubs or anything like that. And we still feature stuff from clubs, but... When we discussed the idea of putting in some content about her club, um, I don't know. There, there was just, there was a lot of, um, I mean, I hate to use the word drama, but there was a little bit of drama, and we just don't want to, we don't want anyone to feel left out or something said that's incorrect or anything like that. And so she requested that, you know, uh, the article just sort of focus on her and focus on... Yeah, because according to Mopin Army, she's still a member. 
Yeah, right, I mean, right, it's right. It's mentioned but in there. She she says that there's a question about. Well, they like, talk about riding with a group and riding yeah. with a club and riding yeah, solo. Yeah, so she was like, right. clubs can be drama sometimes. Yeah, and, and I noticed. So it's right. understandable that, that a specific person being interviewed. And I, was, I thought want it was funny that the articles are so separated in the magazine where Mario's. It, it has a photo of the bike and then a model, but no photo of Mario. And then that's his wife. That's his wife. Yeah. Oh, is it his yeah, wife? But, yeah, yeah. Yes. It's her in the bike. But then <laughs> but that, it's it's the but, wife again during her interview, and the pages are did one. Did he just not want to be photographed? Two, three, with Mario? Yeah. Was he was he not interested um, in being in the magazine? It it, it wasn't. Uh, he Mario helped. He's a photographer too, mm -hmm. and he helped me a great deal when we did the shoot. So um, some of the images that he did, he assisted on as well. So he was behind the camera, and uh, and he did some of the photos of of Debs, okay. but in terms of a photo of him, uh, he declined that at the time. So it wasn't you know any sort of like leaving him out or anything. But he was actually taking the picture, so um, you know he was documenting the bike and and filming Debs along with me and everything. Okay, so it was cool. kind of like. Behind the camera, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, it looks like it's two articles with the, with the same questions, but right, right, answered right. by different people, and they're separated in the magazine. Yeah, I was just kind of confused was, by it. Yeah, that was a lot because right, it was right. like because it was the same the same questions about the same bike essentially. Right, right. From two people's perspective, and then there wasn't a picture of him, so it was a little. I don't know. The layout was just a little weird. But... Next time, Mario, don't answer any questions. <laughs> Leave it on your wife. You're, you're bumming me out. No. <laughs> just Josh. Um, I had a question. So, like, so you made the transition from scooters into mopeds, and I remember you saying you had the chow, and you didn't really know how to work on it, and like, it was hard to get parts. When did you make this transition to like? being able to work on your own bikes and where to get parts from. Cause I know that's a hard right. step for a lot of people, especially if they come in <sighs> without having friends that are already in it. Yeah. It's yeah. still a hard step a for people nowadays, even with the days of the internet. Yeah. Child right, the first right. bike. I, that doesn't seem natural yeah. to me. Yeah. It's tough. <laughs> well, well the, the problem with the child is that the, the tank, I mean, it, it had all kinds of crazy pinholes and the inside was completely rusted out. And, uh, there, there wasn't really a way to save it. I mean, there's some people would like pour red coat in there and mm -hmm. maybe try to, uh, I don't know, block up those holes, you know, and, Sometimes and it's uh, just not worth it. or use a race uh, tank. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or stick some kind of like top tank thing on there or something. But at that time, that kind of stuff was sort of hard to come by. And at that point in time, I didn't quite have the knowledge to really handle a uh, repair of that type. Or to really source out a part that I could stick on there and, you know, ride with like a top tank or if whatever. You, if so, you had the same bike now, do you think you'd feel more comfortable about being a little oh, more adventurous yeah, yeah. with uh, creativity as far as repairing or making adaptations? Oh, yeah, yeah. One one of the things that really helped me, man, was, you know, when I got my, my Vespa, I just went completely mad with it. And um, uh, when I got into tuning... And that came about as a result of an old friend of mine in New York City who also worked on Vespas and things. Um, his name was James, and he had, you know, Lambrettas and all kinds of stuff. And, yeah, usually that moped doesn't cross over in the scooter world well, typically. Yeah, there's a, there's a resistance. I mean, there's some guys who are really uh, traditional, and it's like, you know, we don't deal with mopeds. Yeah, and... they look at it like it's a foreign object, like they want <laughs> nothing to do with it. Yeah, yeah, but see, I, I just can't. 
because of the fact that you know I spent a great deal of time in in the EU. You know the lines between moped and 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 scooter are a little bit blurred. So like everybody rides over there. I mean literally, and especially in the Netherlands, everybody rides. So you don't really kind of get this sort of like harsh division I, unless you're in the UK. Sometimes you can find it there where it's really intense, where you have like these these mod type guys on their vintage scooters, and they don't deal with the guys on the the new Vespa and all that. And I don't really deal too much with the with the the modern stuff either. But there's a really hard division in some places uh, where you find that, and it's like we have nothing to do with mopeds, or we have nothing to do with the modern stuff. You know, we're just vintage scooters only and um but you know when i got into tuning and stuff and began to to get uh an idea of how like the engine works and started to make modifications on them and looked up stuff you know mainly in books and scootering magazine and then also as the internet began to blossom i was able to find information on there and then also you know, you have good contacts back in the day, like with Gene at Scooter Originale, which used to be in New Jersey, and um, and uh, 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 Al with Hot Rod Scooters, who I think also uh, produces moped parts now, actually, who also has trans transitioned into mopeds from vintage scooters. Um, I began to to understand, you know, the the physics behind two-stroke motoring and be able to to tune the Vespa and uh, throw on Panasco kits and and so, tune, make so all pretty much tuning scooters is what got you into helped you learn yeah. how to tune mopeds. Yeah, yeah. Basically, what, you know, to, yeah. What was the first moped you like actually wrenched on and tuned on? Oh, that was Poop Maxi. Yeah. I mean, how long after the child did you get into the Maxi? Um, I my first encounter with a Maxi came in. Uh, let's see. That was in 2007. And that was in the Netherlands. I don't know if you know some of the shops over there, but they have a number of little shops. Like, I think there's uh, one called Dinky Toys and then, of course, Poop Shop and all that. Moparts Mo Workshop. Yeah, and these shops have been around for quite a while, but... Um, the E50 engine, my first encounter was around 2007. It was a guy that I knew knew named Yeroon who had an E50 on his Poop Maxi. And it was the City 25, which is like their, the Dutch version of the Maxi or whatever. And it was pretty cool. And I told him that, you know, I wanted to get one. And, you know, he popped it open and I got to see inside. And he was telling me all the different bits about it. And the thing about it was that when I eventually got my first Maxi, um, after I came back from uh, the EU, I... What's um, the EU? Europe. Oh, Europe. Oh, sorry. European. I just never heard someone sorry, I'm just the asking. EU, so I was, it just threw me off. I was like, I heard you say it uh, earlier. Across the pond? Yeah, I heard you say it earlier, and I was like, wait, what did you just say? Like, okay, we're well, cool. I'm, I'm just going into the time machine and me old noggin. It's... Uh, a bit foggy because you know old age it starts to wear out <laughs> oh the old the old eu <laughs> but you know i didn't apply the vespa know-how to to the maxi i tried to um kind of go by some other sources that i found online and stuff and 
it just didn't really work out for me. But then when I realized that, you know, like with the Vespa engines, which are rotary induction, I was just like, you know, this is like the same shit. And um, the biggest thing for me was just to break down the engine and break down the parts and then begin applying my scooter know-how to Vespas and, excuse me, to uh, who. And that's when everything just came together and I was able to to really start making progress with the mopeds. And mm -hmm. I was able to start uh, building up my bikes. And then, of course, the full custom build I did was the Mari. And um, I'm really happy with that bike. That's the one with the, with the cat uh, attached what's, to the skateboard the, uh, seat on the back. What's the setup? Okay, on the Mari, I have a uh, airsol. Uh, it's the 46 millimeter uh, uh, kit, and I've got uh, uh, I've got the Bakuni uh, 24 millimeter on there. I enlarged the transfers. Um, the intake is still um, stock size. I didn't mess around with that at all. But the uh, uh, what else am I running on there? Um, I have the... Oh, shit. Which looks awesome. I have the P4 Fuego? on the Murray. The P4? Yeah, the home at, yeah, the home at P4. And, uh, but it's not... Um, I don't know, for, no for low-end, it's quite... Um, you know, it's a high-rev pipe. But uh, for low-end, it's not... Um, uh yeah not the best what i would call the yeah. very best but i have the estrel on the uh on the magnum now so and i'm very pleased with that when it's got the side bleed on it but i just keep the the cap in but it uh yeah, yeah it runs good. Good. Such a heavy the cap is though, stupid i think yeah like why even have it it doesn't they say you could tune it but you're basically creating an exhaust leak to tune it maybe yeah, 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 yeah exactly and you know i ran the uh the promo circuit on the uh uh I had the promo circuit originally on the Magnum when I was running the 70cc kit, and that also was the airsol. And then, of course, I upgraded the Magnum over to the 72, and you know you can't run the uh, the circuit on that because of the size of the the barrel and the head, you know. So you have to, to swap that out for a different. I think the circuit's a great pipe for like city use, though. Like if you're going, yeah, it's great, but loud as fucking hell, end. man. Yeah, circuits are tingy for sure. <laughs> Ting, 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 like Aaron's all ding, 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 for sure, all day. So keeping that goddamn uh, silencer from falling off all the goddamn time, coming undone. So back to the magazine. Um, Ashley, no one wants to hear about the magazine. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're talking about the magazine. Um, yeah, yeah. This is the second issue. Is it coming out quarterly? How many, when do you plan on releasing the next issue? Okay, right now, um, you know, we're a very uh, small independent operation, so... It's not really, you know, when we feel like it, but it's kind of on a rotation of, uh, uh, I guess, every uh, six to, yeah, uh, four to six months, I guess. So the next one should come out around uh, Christmas time. Okay. Just like the, the first one, which was like November. Like this one will probably come out like December or something. Okay. Okay. Uh, what's the platform for getting them? How do you get them? Who okay. Um Right now we have the website where you can order it for uh, $6.95 off the site. It's just like $3 postage. Or we have some shops to carry it, and that list is like growing, and we're in talks now to 
to get it into into some more places. But if you're in the L.A. area, uh, you can go to Wacko in Hollywood, and they carry Moped Magazine and uh, Mission Comics in San Francisco, and then also Grayface Records in Charleston, South Carolina, and then DameDarcy.com also carries Moped Magazine as well. Are you yeah. still offering it for sale on like websites like uh, Treatland? I know Treatland doesn't have any anymore, but like other Moped parts sites? Yeah, we're working on that too. Um, we're not carried by by treats anymore, so that's uh, you know. But we are working on getting it distributed by uh, other companies. And uh, right now, we're in talks with VDM Food Parts to uh, get it over to the EU and make it a little bit cheaper with the shipping, um, so they don't have to pay quite as much to get it across the ocean. And that way, they'll have them, you know, in Holland, and he'll send them out all over okay. uh, Europe. Did you and, see like? Uh, um... Did you see like any uptick in your sales from the first issue to the second? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, right now we've gone through uh, half of the uh, first wave of uh, magazines already, and I mean it's only been like what a uh, two weeks or whatever, you know. And uh, I mean, I've been sending out magazines, and uh, I mean it's uh, every day uh, we're you just filling do, orders. You guys do all your own shipping and everything like that. Yeah, we don't have fulfillment yet, um, but, you know, if we uh, uh, continue to grow at the pace that we're growing, I mean, it, it, it seems very likely. And, uh, you know, we'll have to find a, a solution to, to shipping them out um, on demand. Because um, I was quite shocked. Uh, the first premiere issue was pretty cool, and we moved quite a few of those. But um, the second issue really sort of hit the mark. I mean, the format changed slightly, you know what I mean? But one yeah. of the things that really inspired people was the fact that... Sorry. Hey, boy. <laughs> yeah, that's my guard dog. It's the fact that, you know, we just kept going. And um, uh, my friend HR, you know, he's a uh, front man of a punk group called the Bad Brains. Yeah. Um, I met up with him and spent some time with him, and he agreed to uh, uh, take part in, in the magazine and also our friend Mark from Negative Land. And so a lot of our And they were both in this uh, second issue of the magazine. Yeah, they're right. like little yeah. micro articles about them and uh, just the time I spent with them. And, and they may appear in it again in the future. And also, um, you know, we have plans to do uh, – uh, an event in the future, and I'm working very, very hard to try to get uh, uh, like an event like a rally. Yeah, like a like a small compact rally, um, music event slash music event, and uh, we don't really know where it will be at this time or when exactly. We would like to do something in 2020, um, but it's still kind of up in the air. But if it's possible, man, I mean, this is a big if. I mean, but it would be unfucking believable. Would be if you know I could get HR and Lori, that's his wife, to come down, man, and and do a set for us, or you know maybe even ride on the mopeds or something. You know, I mean, something that's really never kind of been done before to have, you know, someone like that pop out and sort of like lead the rally it's like oh shit like hr on the moped man like what the there's hell? been like ton of people who are in music that have been in the mopeds before like we yeah. have like the singer lamb of god used to live in richmond or solos yeah. in richmond and he you know yeah. rides mopeds yeah cool dude 
Nice yeah, guy. Yeah. Um, how long well, does it, it typically be... take you to put an issue together? Um, it just depends. Um, I mean, it can take up to twenty-four hours, probably three, three or four, four months. It depends on um, where I have to go and you know my other schedule of work I'm doing and stuff. Yeah, because like also... to get all the stories to travel around, that's got to be a huge pain in the ass. Like, how was the trip to Cincinnati? Oh, it was cool, man. It was really cool. Um, Carl at Goods is really awesome, man. Carl is uh, 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 a great, uh, a great human being, and um, uh, he offered to uh, let us use his space to shoot in. And uh, he's got a great selection of bikes, and he's on Main Street in Cincinnati. It's called Goods on Main, and it's an amazing shop that has like an eclectic collection of different things and. Uh, from clothing to music and also mopeds. And and that's another thing. His venue also doubles as a music space. And when I said uh, having HR involved with a possible event or something or another musician of note or, or whatnot, the, there, there is a separation in some people's minds that, you know, the music... And the mopeds are two separate worlds, or something. I mean, yeah, they kind of are. But right? but extent, how man, many how many times music, but... how many times have people kind of thought of like you know a punk rock band or or uh, you know like, like Mike Ness? Hamburgers and mopeds are closely related because we stop and eat hamburgers when we ride mopeds. Right, so. right, it's right. It's weird because it's, it's like, like there is a whole thing. It's like yeah, like mopeds and music and stuff. Anything punk, or I anything think alternative, paper and mopeds are related well, because we all shit when we go to mopeds. Well, anything hours. alternative, anything that can be put like in like a in a subcategory or subculture, like is can be like you know connected. But the thing is, like, right, right. like when I'm going to a moped rally, I want to go to a moped rally. I'm not going to a show. If I want to go to a show, I'm going to go fucking stage job and go to show with my friends like right right i, I don't i don't want to like really like i hate going to rallies where there's like the saturday night party is like a band's playing and i can't talk about bikes and i can't hang out i can't socialize that is not true that's not true that's it I hate it. I hate it. I like it We've done it a couple times, dude. I can't do it. That's you. That's you. That's you. Yeah. I'm going to be like outside, like the guy who's not paying attention to the band. How you supposed to roll dice in the middle right next to the speakers? How much is gamble to make it all this damn noise? No, no, no. No, I got to stop you right now. I got to stop you right here. I got to stop you right here. Now, what I was saying was, I'm not trying to say that, you know, they aren't any. Uh, musical performers and mopeds. I'm not trying to say we're we're you know we're at the forefront. We're making this, and no one's ever done this before. I don't mean it like that. I just mean that having music and mopeds and all this badass stuff like just kind of coupled together is really like a, a a unique take. It's just a different take on on the same thing. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's just I just don't see how ha how that those two are gonna how you get how the event would transpire like from a show to it's happened before there's been rallies where like the saturday night party was like had bands playing and it and then like they yeah, stop the again, bands and then they have the I'm raffle and do all other stuff it's just like i think if it's for a rally it's too much if you're doing a concert and it's like hey there's gonna be a concert and, and a then bike there's show. gonna be a bike show or there's gonna be a ride prior to that that's mopeds like, that's, welcome that's or different. whatever yeah see i want to break the rules i want to have a puppet show no, you I don't. Wanna, Shut up. I want to. I want to have. I want to have a puppet show. 
I want I want I want to get Quintron and Miss Pussycat to come and do a puppet show at, at, at a rally. Who the fuck is Miss Pussycat? Pussycat? Quintron in in New Orleans. They they oh, do a puppet show. They do they do this cool puppet show, and uh, I put a clip of one of the puppet shows on the the moped Instagram where she says uh, we want to do a beach party or whatever. Huh. But I just think that would be so badass too to have a puppet show. I'm gonna have see to that. Pro- but see, that's how I think. I you're, think like you're thinking like out that. the box, way just, out the box. I, have to hit I up, like. So we have. I like, like we have, crazy. We have friends in New Orleans. We're gonna hit up like. There's Mono. There's Smog Squad. There's um. What's the other club? There's, there's forty nine. Yeah, yeah. There's forty nine problems. There's a couple of clubs in New Orleans. I'm gonna yeah. have to hit them up and see what's up with this puppet show idea. We'll send them on a scavenger hunt. I'm gonna send them on an investigative mission for me. They they all know they all know Quintron. Quintron knows him too, and uh, and they know his puppet show. And I think have a puppet show would be real cool. But see, I like funny. I like I like stuff like that. I like I like just crazy shit. Like why why not have a burlesque moped rally with burlesque dances and and mopeds and shit? I mean, who, like who why do you not? Feel this this magazine is geared towards like music people, art people, or moped people. Like, what's your target audience for it? Because, like, when for me, if I'm selling a moped, I have a hard time selling a moped to a guy who owns a shit pile of mopeds, right? So, like, most moped people are poor. They don't buy extra shit. Not poor, poor, but they're just not, you know, a lot of people get into it because it's an inexpensive hobby. Yeah, you know? I don't know. I don't know. All that, see, like, I'm I know it's geared toward, I can see in the magazine that it's super artsy. You know, like, you've got a cool art article in there, you've got some good moped stuff, but, like, and I really did enjoy the article of Frank. Like there, there were articles in this episode, like in this issue of the magazine that that I related to and that I that I felt were good articles. The article with Frank and his whole like traveling the country and taking pictures, like fading, like yeah. image, like that's that was awesome. Oh that was yeah, great. Frank is badass. And, Frank is cool, man. And, but like, see, Marie, that relates to mopeds too. Yeah. He used to he used to ride a moped. He's, he's Dutch. He used to ride a moped, and he also appreciates like the scenery and all these old signs and shit and that book is like all the old fading ads of new york and um frank frank jump is his name he um he understands like you know when you ride like a small displacement bike too you're moving at a slightly smaller it's slower speed so you can take in more yeah you can take in more and touring on moped is huge I mean, just riding around and taking in the sights and riding the back roads or the country roads and all that, and seeing these old signs and things, it's incredible. Yeah. And and that's why I thought it was a great fit for that, the magazine. That was a good fit. That was a good article. And like, I like you know, I like the one with the with the husband and wife couple. That was that was good. It actually talked about mopeds and the in the rebuild kit like section was like yeah. pretty good. That was informative and it gave some details. Did you write that yourself or was? Like who Which did the, one? The uh, the rebuild with the aerosol kit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the uh, when I put the um, uh, the kit on the uh, on the on, on the, the magnum. First, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, see, a lot of that stuff is already available online, and that's why I didn't want to do like a straight bike magazine because all this shit's like already online. Yeah, like you, all like someone's gonna do is go to Google. Our news and and yeah, stuff and if, and it's if a somebody tough sell, wants, you know. Yeah, it's easy to get that stuff, and also if someone wants like a straight bike mag, I mean, there there are magazines out there. All that stuff's been done before, but no one really kind of took like art and some fashion weird shit, and you know. <laughs> we can definitely say weird shit, dude. When I opened the first page, 
and I see <laughs> to the left a girl in full like lace, which is like someone who is on your staff, correct? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's and then, Cherry. Yeah, and then to the right, I, and then to yeah, the right, I Cherry see Delight. to the right, I see Pop Tart in this yeah. like pooping out a fucking baby doll. Like yeah. I was like, dude, this is fucking is, weird, is the bro. Because yeah. I saw the Instagram like, thing where she was like. I don't know. I, I looked her up now. I, I looked her up online, and yeah. her and she's actually pretty badass. She's a, like a blue yeah. belt in jiu-jitsu and like yeah. a, a strong like woman and does like cool shit. And like so, I was like, that's cool. And I wish like she was portrayed differently in the magazine because I'm like, oh, what's going on with this doll? It's so fucking yeah. weird. What is I know, but it, but mopeds? that's the birth of the moper. Only, only what's a moper? Only- Mo- the mopers, the mopers, mopeds. I know what a moper is. We, a moper is a we, phrase that will never catch on. I'm, I'm, that's the only thing that confused me. I was like, what? I didn't know if you were trying to say mopeder and it was just like spelled wrong. Or is, it, or is, like, is that like a Europe thing? Like they, they say, they call it a moper overseas. I just, I, I just say shit. It, it's not to try to get people to make it into a new word or any oh, shit like okay. that. It just, but that's the thing about Moped Magazine. We're not trying to be anything. We're not trying to change anything. It just is what it is. And, and it, it, it's not trying to trying to transform the community or take it away or make it into, uh, give it to the to people who don't care about bikes or something. It, yeah, yeah. it just is what it is. It's just weird shit. It's like an <laughs> old zine from the 90s. That's all it is. And we said that in the beginning. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a bike mag. It's just a crazy zine in the format of a magazine that happens to be related to mopeds yeah and and the thing about pop and called moped magazine do you feel like the magazine's over sexualized it could be in a way i mean i feel like there's so many there's so many cool girls that are in the moped scene i feel like actually have the real bikes and actually ride yeah i feel like someone might feel that like you're trying to put them in a box with the magazine being like overly sexualized well, it depends yeah, it on how it depends on how people view it. There was a discussion about that with Cherry because there were some moped people who were very upset about Cherry being the way that she is. That's the girl in the lace. Okay. And the okay. thing about it is that does she like wear that? Does she go ride mopeds that, around town? That's how. Like that? That's how. That is. That is how she looks every day. And okay. there was no. There was no effort to make her into some sort of wanton or sex object thing person okay. or whatever like, it was this is who she actually is it seemed and, like it was a setup but like i guess like now you're like putting it in other than that you know like other than that one chick we used to ride with that dana hung out with who rode in a dress and high heels all the time like most people dress real but normal some people you know? do, but some people do that that's the thing it's that it's just i don't know back in the 60s man there was a thing called infinite diversity and infinite com- uh, combinations, and it was something that Gene Ronberry made up from Star Trek that Mr. Spock used to wear around his neck in this medallion. And basically, that's what Moped Magazine is too, which is just infinite combinations and infinite diversity, and it's just all kinds of stuff. Because Deb's right. You saw how Deb's looked. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was very sexy, and she was very attractive on the bike. But she actually rides every day. I mean, that's who she is. She she presented herself the way that she wanted to be seen. And she wanted to come across as very strong, very sensual, but a person who's very competent and very assertive and knows what she wants. And, that's, and she rides. And to me, that's yeah. awesome. I, I... And, and, and I it, wish it was kind of stated in the magazine for the picture, like a like an introduction. Check that out this 
this person and this is her background and her story to well, really yeah that's true I but i can't but i can't do that with every story i mean it's i can't some people will interpret it in a way that they'll find it negative and some people will interpret it in, in a way that they'll find it empowering some people will be threatened by it some people will embrace it i can't control that it is what it is no, and but you can give them a heads you know? up so they don't make an assumption well, on something. What, what i see with it is deb is deb and a lot of people know who she is. We know she rides mopeds. So this was artistic the way it was shot. And, and I understood how her pictures look. But the other lady, does she ride mopeds? Or was yeah. she just a model for the magazine? Oh, Cherry? Yeah. Or no, Pop-Tart. The yellow and the yellow? No, the one in the yeah, lake. Yeah, yeah, he says she rides every day. Does she ride? Yeah, yeah Cherry, Cherry, wanted... Cherry, does, Cherry does ride. She gotcha. doesn't have a moped right now, but she actually knows how to ride mopeds. Gotcha. And that's another thing. The majority of people that we present in the book, in the magazine, there was a statement that, you know, these people don't even ride and all this stuff, but that's not true. Yeah, that's we're not just true not familiar all. with them. So, like, what, as, right. as well, a female yeah, or guess... as a male opening the magazine and you see a lady. Well, a lot, in, a lot of your audience would, wouldn't be. It's kind of hard to just, you know. Cannot talk. Well, well, hey, Talk, here's, here's no. another thing about Moped Magazine you might find really crazy, but, you know, Pop-Tart, I considered Pop-Tart for the, for the spread of issue two, but there was also another person who was considered for the spread of number two. There's a writer out west in Nebraska by the name of Chuck Bruns, and he sent me this awesome photo of him. He's not naked, but he doesn't have a shirt on. He's a hefty guy. You know, he's, he's fairly um, plump. And he wanted to be the centerfall. And I actually seriously considered having him the centerfall. And in the future, I probably will select him to be a centerfall model in the magazine. We had a and suggestion, a of, we had a suggestion a of, online that you made uh, Johnny Short Pants your, uh, your centerfold. Johnny. Oh yeah, I saw that Johnny. today. That was funny. Yeah. Well, Johnny yeah. Short Pants is a superhero. He's a legend. Oh yeah, that boy's oh, got yeah. some legs on him. Sexy okay. legs. But but I I just want to put that out there to to make it clear that you know this magazine is unpredictable. It could be anything, and I know we're gonna get heat for stuff, and it will get kind of crazy. It, boys. But... Next episode of the magazine is gonna be nugget porn and scat, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We'll never do that. We'll never do We're that. We're going hard. We will never do that. But I mean, you know, you might see a jar of Nutella or something. I mean, you know, there could be some. Uh, yeah. Fuck Nutella. I hate that shit, yeah. dude. I don't fucking like it either. Peanut butter and fucking fluff sandwiches and shit. Like, get out hey. of here, dude. Hey, and another thing, people eat that stuff daily and also chocolate sprinkles on toast. That's very good. No. What? Chocolate sprinkles on toast. That's some on, other fucking on, from the EU shit, on, dude. On, get on, out of here. On, on the, on the prosia, which means bread. <laughs> On the rosia, hmm. chocolate sprinkles. That's that's a Dutch delicacy, man. Nah, man, it's rainbows tasty. only out here. This America, son. Rainbows and, and bitter bitter bowling, The only Dutch thing I like, know is the Dutch. Which are like gravy balls. They're like these 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 balls that have gravy inside. They're called bitter bowling. It's really tasty. It's quite Wait, quite nice. Say it again. Bitter bowling. Okay. That bitch is ballin'. <laughs> that bitch it's is about, ballin'. It's, it's I, I told you he was from the gutter. He told us that earlier. He likes to ride to the gutter. That bitch is ballin'. That bitch is ballin' out here, son. But, but, the, but the thing is, is that the, the book is unpredictable, man. It could be anything. And, you know, just don't take because you see girls in lace and stuff on the cover that it's always going to be like that. 
Yeah, I but mean, like for your target, your targeted audience, people want that background. They want more information about it, and like that's what's going to sell the magazine. I'd like, more, I'd like more bio, like with the people who are actually being like interviewed, like some back history or something too. Like if you're gonna, like if you got okay. a photo of somebody, it'd be kind of cool to like have some information about them. You like know? this is like so it's a cool so. photo. She rides his Peugeot, and but the, her name's not even mentioned in. in or the even like uh, for the the submitted pictures that are in the zine section. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, That's it's, probably it's, hard it's a, information it's a collage of, like, a lot of photos. I'm sure those are just things that were submitted to you. But it'd be cool to, yeah. like, get the submissions with, like, a little bar or a little history. Or at least something you could put, like, in the back, like, in, a, like, an index section or something. Just something you could, like, still get to know, like, who these people are and get to know something about yeah, them. Yeah, because, like, I read a full-wheel drive magazine that does a similar thing oh, where it's, like, like Reader's page. Rides. You know, it says Reader's Rides, and it just says, like, you know, so-and-so from, you know... Ohio and so and this is his moped and that's it you know yeah but yeah but you have to understand sometimes people they don't they don't want their names and stuff in there like that yeah, it just they, depends but, but then they won't but submit. I mean you know I can I can I can put you know I mean we can we can do that I mean but it just depends on you know, is that something that people really yeah, want yeah. to see? But that's, if it's, that's if we're it's saying something it. that's We want to see this magazine yeah. succeed in a positive light. And, like, these suggestions may actually help, you know, yeah, sell yeah, more magazines. Yeah. It's like, okay. if you're hosting people that are from the community, like, it'd be cool to, like, for other people to know who they are yeah. so they can feel like they're getting to know other people in the community. Because you're selling it to people like Jason, to, to people like me who ride mopeds. But the market's not big for mopeds. And I want to buy this magazine, but, like... The other side of it is, if I'm looking at first impressions, it's like, oh, well, some of the content just isn't directed towards me. Quite directed towards me. It's it's like, uh, I mean, yeah, it says Moped Magazine, but it, it just doesn't have, you know, it's just not like a real magazine layout. It's like what you said. It's an unpredictable, artistic, you know, yeah. uh, platform, and you're well, calling it like, well, more of a book more than like it is a magazine. It's it's more like it's more like a zine of sorts, but see, I think that also is a generational divide too, because I know that people who are in their twenties and stuff now didn't necessarily grow up with the zine scene, zine culture of the nineties and in nineteen eighties. So the format may appear to be uh, somewhat unusual, yeah. but but it very much falls into the the zine style of the previous eras. But, then but why I not just do a zine? On... Huh? Then why not just do a zine? Oh no, because it's too small. I don't. I don't want to do that. I want to make this this magazine format size because it makes it different than the zines. Because the zines of the past were sort of like folded. They were just like Xerox pieces of paper yeah, and stuff. And that's not something that we you do can a, really we do a thing distribute now. Fast, so we we kind of get the zine. Yeah. Thing. You know, if you walked into a shop or something and saw like a folded up piece of eight and a half by eleven, you'd be like, "Well, what the hell is this? Like, what? You know?" Ooh, but it's, that would be different. clutch for it's moped packs, though. dude. But that'd be clutch yeah. for yeah. <laughs> oh man, who are we gonna have to get? Kyle? Maybe, maybe some of the boys from Kentucky, KFC, and then like Alex to do a collab from the Green Bastards, collabo zine for rally packs. Ooh. Oh, no, you wait, you, wait, you wait a minute. You wait a minute. It's over. Moped Magazine's done. The, the so you're saying we can, we can make a zine. The fold-up scene's coming back. We're done. taking over. I like it. No, but one, one thing also about moped, though, even though moped by name suggests mopeds, you know, it's still a um, publication that kind of features a lot of different things. And even though it's called moped and has something to do with mopeds, 
it's not specifically a bike magazine. And I know a lot of people say, then why would, why didn't you call it something else then? Mopeds but and stuff. I, <laughs> mopeds. Right, but I didn't. I called it Moped because that's what I wanted to call it. And, you know, it is what it is. But I do believe that each issue that comes out uh, is an evolution. Uh, evolutionary like from a process. business standpoint, if you have a car car lot, right, and you just put a giant fish as your sign, like, you know, I don't know where you're going with this. Like, you want to target your audience you, if you you're targeting target more your than audience. so the sign being fish. Yeah, I but, wouldn't but go that's, there. But that's, that's what I'm. But that's yeah, what I'm. But saying, if you just have a, just a sticker, just a fish, nobody fucking knows that it's a car lot. His target but, audience but, is mopeders, so he's but, putting but mopeders. But, but that's not. what I'm. But that's what I'm saying is that the target audience is just all over the place. It's just it is what okay. it is. It is more like it is more like a zine. It is something that brings in people from all different walks. The people who ride. People who don't ride, people who are enthusiastic, who own a bike, people who that may not own a bike, people who don't even know what a moped is. Well, I mean, it's un- been like all over the place. cutting out some of the art scene because an artistic person would look at this and go, "Moped magazine, fuck that, I'm not reading it." What if an artistic you know? person sees? Like, I know, but that, but that, but but that depends, though. Get that the knees depends. In the I mean, check it out. Andy Warhol made a magazine called Interview, but in Interview magazine. It didn't consist of only interviews. It was Your all kinds of stuff. Your name is not Andy and Warhol. That's that. It was all. No, I know that. But what I'm <laughs> so like, okay. if, he, if you had that kind of clout, got a, yeah, that would got make a, sense. Yeah, he's got a cheat code, dude. He's got a real. cheat code. That's like an code. automatic win. <laughs> Unfortunately, you don't have that. You know, like maybe def- one day he could but... definitely shit out a whole magazine about nugget porn. Well, yeah, win, yeah, he dude. could literally take photos of trash on the ground and probably you know win. Yo, stop, dude. They're just gonna give him my secrets. My next magazine's coming out, dude. Trash porn, dude. Trash porn. Just all stuff off the sidewalks. It's gonna be all about like. Beautiful bags. Yeah, but and, you know like, what I'm saying. I like, see. What do you know about tumbleweave, son? But it, what do you know about tumbleweave? What are you not seeing girls weave just twirling down the street? You don't know shit about that. Get out of here. <laughs> Go live in the hood, son. Shut me down. <laughs> Sorry, that was a tangent. My bad. No, it's okay. But, uh, you know, I've, I've done a great deal in the arts, and I appreciate art a lot, and I try to keep a art aesthetic. Um, cool with the things that I do and it is what it is. And, you know, Andy Warhol did his thing and I'm not suggesting that I'm Andy Warhol. I'm pleasant who I am. Yeah, you're just doing and your so, thing. and I just do my thing. Doing and, thing. um, you know, it's the magazine is evolving and it will become in the next issue, what it will become. And a lot of the things that you're sharing right now, you know, are very important. And I do believe that there's a place, to add more content about the individual images of the people who submit photos and all of that. And also more information about the individual bikes too. I'm interested what, to see where it goes for real, dude. I like, too. and I would like to see more bikes in it too. Like there's so many awesome builds and awesome mopeds that are yeah. happening right now and custom builds right. and classic, like really yeah. clean, like restored looks like, right. And that's like something this moped could like, shine a light on and like help like put it out into like a paper format to like hold well there where there's some there's some amazing bills out there man i mean i've seen some stuff especially coming out of germany that's just i i don't i don't know if you've ever seen like this one bike that has this kind of like steampunk look to it this guy's got like gas cans like jerry cans on the side and stuff and you know it's just unbelievable man in terms of like how they're people who are not only tuning these bikes in amazing ways, but also so doing body work on yeah. them and creating 
actual works of art. On yeah, it's these, not the same structure as just a normal moped. It's actually something completely different and like. Right, they're like sculptures almost. Some of these things, so it's it's quite phenomenal and. Uh, to see all that coming out now, man, is, is quite amazing. But you know, there's only so much room in the magazine True. to be able to present all of that. But it's so, a magazine it's bigger than a zine. You got it. <laughs> in combat, right. Well, I mean, you made four pages about the same the, article. You could have, boom, we got in, those two pages back. In the combination, in combination with the uh, social media, um, you know, we put pictures up of different mopeds and things and, Really interesting stuff. It's a little bit of everything, so you're but to be we also broader on the uh, Instagram and stuff like that. Yeah, because it allows you to post more often, and also because of the time frame between each issue. You know, if I come across a really rad bill somewhere and I take a picture of it, I'm gonna stick it up. Yeah, it keeps the today. Alive. Today, um, the photographer who I work with, also Suhal Photography, he put up a really nice picture of his Bodavis with a, a young model that he knows. And he's an amazing photographer, man. You should check out his work um, on his Instagram and stuff. But um, a really nice photo, man, and really nice bike. And uh, he also comes across different bikes, and he likes to put people who have a sort of GQ aesthetic with these vintage mopeds and stuff, you know? And and that's his I'm style. Next up, yo. I got that I want, swagger. Like, do I have to get a model to get my moped and, in there? And what's no. His name, Black, Does it help? The lawyers in Florida. No. Um. Here's a question. Like, um. So I know, like, you you have an art background, right? Like, you're a photographer. Yeah. Is that your trade? Um. I'm a painter, but I also do production work, which um covers still photography and motion photography. Okay. And I feel like like in the art community and stuff, like a because like I, I have a lot of friends here like vcu is a big art school like in richmond yeah and like a yeah. big thing is like like constructive criticism and taking criticism and using that to move forward to grow your art and make it yeah. better like how do, how do you feel about the whole thing with like turning off commenting on your instagram and like deleting comments when people were like you know having their own like critiques of your art yeah, um, the thing about uh, keeping the comment section heavily filtered and all that, um, I know that it was said that, oh, he doesn't want to have anyone critique the magazine or critique this or critique that. But the reason why we did that was as a result of the fact that a lot of these so-called opinions that were coming in were often concluded with either an incredibly sexist comment or something that was very racist or borderline racist. And because of that, that wasn't allowed onto our platform. And I think because it is our social media, we have the right to remove commentary that we think is uh, extremely offensive. And that's one of the reasons why we did that. People it's not about stopping people from, it's not, right, well, you never saw it because we filtered it out before it was okay. even posted. So people didn't see 99% of what was being written on our social media because okay. we removed it. And to, that is the reason why the comments are sometimes disabled yeah. because we have some very vicious trolls who've written some very, very ugly things before. But I feel like that's also a large part of the internet as a whole. There's always trolls. There's always going to be this and that. Like I listen to a lot of like, that's true. podcasts that's true. and I listen to stuff like Joe Rogan. And one big thing that he always talks about is like when you're producing something that's art, or you're producing a podcast, or you're producing a show, or you're producing something that you're putting out to the world, like, you have to just, like, have the confidence to just, like, post and drop and not let the trolling and the 
internet stuff like get to you. You have to just let it roll. You know, that, I feel like that's, that's everyone true, should be. But, but but you but you also can't allow these trolls to take over the forum and to control it and to just like review bomb it with like really ugly comments and things because at that point it becomes very difficult for people to engage what you've put out because it's just so vile the the content that's in the comment section I saw that, that it's off putting. Uh, I feel like it's everything there's always bad comments well, I, on everything. I saw that they if, I, if I like something and other people don't like it, that's on them, dude. I don't give a fuck what they like. What about review bombing your own ad on treats? Oh, well, that happened to us, but uh, in the case of that, um, that page was review bomb. but I don't really want to get into the controversial stuff with that because if I start talking about that, um, I'm just going to kind of go there and put it all out there. Well, let's not do that. And I would like, I would like to keep this conversation upbeat right now I mean, and not go into that because that could involve some very negative comments and also some legal issues and things. So... I'd rather leave that alone and just keep trying to move forward at this time. Okay, cool, cool. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm just putting stuff out there, just asking the questions. No, I understand, now. man. It's cool, but it's a very touchy subject for me because some very, very negative things happened during the time of our launch. And, um, you like, know, like, what? it you was, it was intense. Now you're, like, intriguing me, and I'm on, like, the edge of my seat, like, what fucking happened? What was it? <laughs> It was it was just really bad. It was really really bad. Some people went crossed the line. Let me just put was it, it that bad. Way. Just people saying shit on the internet, or did no no no? It, it was very personal, and uh, police were involved, and some the of that because we we documented everything. We have uh, documation of everything, and it was handed over to the FBI as well. And the hate crimes, female body inspectors. I can't go into details about it. All I can say is, is that if people want to continue that kind of behavior with us in the future, um, they just need to know that whatever they write or uh, put into um, audio or whatever will be handed over to authorities who deal with that kind of stuff. As will this podcast recording. <laughs> sure, that's fine. <laughs> cool. No, nah, this podcast is pretty fun. We're kicking it, dude. Um, I had another question, like... Uh, so coming from like this whole art thing, like in, in mopeds and photos and doing all this stuff, I wanted to know if you ever heard about the mopeds are for lovers uh, blog that was kind of happening a couple of years ago. They had an Instagram page. They were traveling the country, hitting rallies, yeah, doing photo shoots at each event. Like it, it was oh, wow. disappointed they never finished the project. They were gonna put it out into like a coffee book format. Yeah, but yeah. they they traveled the country in an RV. And went to multiple rallies all over the country, like set up the whole backdrop and did photo wow. shoots at every rally. And it was awesome. Everyone was into it. Everyone oh, yeah, supported I did it. hear it like, I did hear about that. I heard about that. Yeah, I yeah it was our friends Ned and Ali. Like they did a good job. They were they were really friendly and everyone like enjoyed them. And, like, they actually went to pretty much every rally, right? They went to a lot. They they went, went to maybe not lot. everyone, but like ten or something. An incredible in a amount. year, like a lot. Yeah, it was a lot of work and probably a lot of money and financial strain too to do it all. But... Yeah, they yeah. bought an RV, dude. Like... <laughs> but you know, there's a guy out there, he calls himself Wandering Patches, and he goes wandering all pacer? over the country. Uh, yeah, Wandering Pacer, yeah, or is we, it Patches? Yeah, we interviewed him on the show. It's Pacer, we interviewed him on the show. Pacer, right. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's got badass, a Pacer moped. He, he also travels all around, man, and... Uh, I mean, his photography is is quite uh, quite nice, and uh, you know, but that's that's a whole lifestyle though. People who do sort of the the RV life or van life and who travel around and engage the rally scene like that, and 
you know, document the, the community in that kind of way. It's really man. cool. I, I, I'm, I really admire those uh, people who do that a lot. Do you have any uh, future rally plans for attending any rallies? Um, right Maybe now, you can, uh, get I some know personal photos and come come hang out. Yeah, well, right, right now the um, uh, the club that we 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 talked to that the uh, 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 dirty peacocks. You know, I don't know yeah, if you know Colin down in Sarasota, Sarasota, Florida. Yeah, we've known them for no. years, dude. Since, well, uh, well, but, but, you, but you know. But you know that Walt, Walt and Monaco are also bikers, man, and they transitioned from bikes into mopeds, which yeah. is really, really wild, too. They also did the reverse transition because I think Walt rode, rode Harleys and stuff even, man, and he uh, went from these big Harley Davidsons and things into into mopeds, which is really Yeah, we got a chance really to hang wild. out with them for a week, and they're some of the nicest people, man. They treated us real good. Big yeah, yeah. Sarah rattles Soda. your fucking hand apart, bro. You got to ride a moped. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sarasota, uh, mopeds and scooters and Monica, and they're they're awesome. And Colin, Colin is really cool. And, yeah, uh, I don't know about Colin, but <laughs> I'm, I'm oh, only God. kidding. It's all about Ryan, dude. This who's my there? man, yo. Yeah, who's the boy that rides? My Hobbit the, boy, yo, Ryan. Who's the uh, like backcountry <laughs> boater with the long hair? Colin. Is that Colin? Uh, dude, he is yeah, wild. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he cracks me up, man. He's, he's, this he's guy. I know his name. I don't know his name. Is. I've met him like, a couple oh, times. Well, he's, he has a kayak he, company. He has a kayak company. That dude is wild. Yeah, man. yeah. He's one of the founders. He's uh, he's native. He's uh, the guy who does the kayak stuff and all that. He's, he's, he's really got a good cool, life, man. dude. What do you do all day? Yeah. I give tours. Yeah, I yeah. Nah, I know. take you on the water. He Did he offered to up? take us on a tour, but then he said there might be sharks, and I said, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it no, yeah. doesn't matter what time of day it is, what time of night, that dude is fired up. But, um, but yeah, man, like, I, um, I work in production also, so my schedule is really tight. So traveling around the country and stuff is not something that's, that's super easy for me to do when I'm engaged in a project. So it's something I have to plan out like six to eight months in advance before I, I attend an event or something. So even like when I popped off to um, Cincinnati and met up with, with Debs and Mario and everyone and, and, uh, and Carl at Goods, you know, that was planned. Um, Carl's a good way dude, man. Like, I, wish, I did wish the magazine went more on, into Carl because like he's yeah, yeah. he's been around for a long time. He was in like. Pimparment Society, which was like right. one of the original moped clubs in the Moped Army. Right, not, right. Maybe not original, but pretty early on. They're one yeah. of the few clubs that have actually gone emeritus, which is like, yeah. to be emeritus, for those who don't know, it's being but how, an official you, Moped Army you, club for how, over 10 years. But, but how do you know if a feature on him hasn't been planned for the future, though? That's the thing. We're not talking about because the future, baby. You're talking about right now, son. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, intro, but, but, but it goes back to what you said. People want to know who these people are. So the introduction to goods, the, the small micro article that appears in there is just that, an introduction to goods to be followed up with more in-depth information about people like Carl. And yeah, they used to Mario fucking fire bomb other clubs at rallies, dude. Yeah, they, the bomb, bomb, bomb society used to do wild shit at rallies, man. I know nothing uh, about them. I would have put oh, a teaser dude, in there about fire it. bombs, dude. Mid rally pack. <laughs> Why do you think they're called the Barber Society? I don't know. They I drop never... bombs, son. <laughs> Get out of here, Ashley. You don't know shit. I don't yeah, know nothing shit. about nothing. Look that shit up on Moped Army. Google it tonight, I don't dude. Go on Moped, Moped Army, Army. Gen, gen forums. Pimparma Society dropping bombs. Okay. Put it in the search. You'll find it. 
Okay, repeat that one more time. The Barber Society <laughs> dropping bombs in the Gen 4 Moped Army. You got to make sure okay. you change the date to show all history, okay. not not the last 30 days or something. Okay. It's old school. I get that. But, but in the but archives, got to blow the dust <laughs> off that article. But uh, another thing I want to say about the magazine, too, is that, you know, with the format that we have, that it isn't something that's, you know, big and, uh, you know, just sort of constructed from all these these various articles that just go super in-depth and all that. It also allows us the flexibility to be able to open the door to people so that anyone can kind of just come along and be like, hey, I took this really rad photo. Like, we just got one the other day. It was a photograph, I think it was a Peugeot or, or maybe it was a Tomos or something with some fireworks in the background for the 4th of July. And uh, the Instagram, I can't remember the name of the, the uh, user, but like a, it was like, it said, like hey. cream um, color maxi? It may have been. I saw it that may have been. It looked it good. Said, hey. It said, hey, this should be on the cover of the magazine or something. And yeah, I was like, yeah. Then you store it away and save it till the next issue comes out pre-4th of July. Yeah, and I said, I said, yeah, why not? So, yeah, we're going to put that in the next issue. And that and that's something that I like. I like having the ability to, to do that, to when people come and say, hey, I really make this awesome photo. Do you like it? Could I please get this in the magazine? And, you know, if we all agree that, yeah, hey, this, this merits being shown to the world, like then why not? But for an editor standpoint, would you save that article and release it pre-4th of July? To get people pumped about it, or like now the Fourth of July is over with, and you're gonna put it out there, and it's not nearly as interesting, you know? I don't, I don't know. Um, it that's just what I would is do. what it is. I don't, I don't know. Like I said in the beginning, before we even hopped on with you, I, I did listen to your episode you did with Ashley Ackley from Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Like, if it wasn't for like Ashley was doing Brabcast, and that's kind of like one thing to yeah, help that inspire us Majesty to start when, to start our podcast. Yeah, and um. I just want to know if you if you did want to like recant or like take it back any of the stuff you said because I know there was this one part in there where you just got this weird little tangent like referring to people as like dweebs and weirdos and posers and trying to like keep those people out of mopeds and I feel like mopeds has always been kind of open and inclusive and like there there's so many weirdos and yeah, dweebs yeah, but, and people that, from different but, branches and angles of life anyway right. already in it. Well, what you're saying right now, I mean, it could have been explained a little bit better, but it wasn't about keeping it um, closed or anything. We're not gatekeepers or anything. What I meant by that was us being true to what we do and having people engage the mopeds and the idea of mopeds in a sincere way and not people who just want to jump on the bandwagon or who yeah. just want to be a part of it because it's fashionable <laughs> or cool. And that's what I meant with posers. Posers is a very 1980s term that we used to throw around a lot back in the day. And yeah, there were a lot I of people I grew up skateboarding, who, dude. I know about posers, bro. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if people want to pose and pretend to ride mopeds, that's fine, too. But what we're saying is that the people who engage us, we would like to keep it sincere and okay. make sure that you know, everyone knows that this isn't some kind of cash grab or taking the idea of mopeds and just exploiting it and, you know, all this kind of shit because we're not yeah. some kind of, like, corporate entity stepping into stuff. Because there are other people who already do that, and I could I could actually tell you about some who have fooled a lot of people. Son. 
Drop that dirt. Well, this is your thinking, platform, man. Into thinking it. that they're sincere and they're not necessarily Drop that. that. He could tell us, but he's but, not gonna. Okay, but, when we go off you know, air, you gotta tell us. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know. In okay. person, and when we meet up one day in person, I love to Ooh, come. To we're, gonna, we're gonna get all the dirt. With you so guys there's somebody day. that comes in that just tries to exploit it. But I don't... well, there are people that. Well, let me just say this: there's someone exploit who came what? to. There's someone who came to us very early on from a very large publishing company, and they are associated with a shop that sells mopeds, and these people wanted to know about what we were doing because they were considering the possibility of putting together a corporate publication that would market to moped riders but it would be put together you know like from you know the perspective of someone who's just some executive just looking well how can we like get some money out of these kids like the mtv scenario and, dude like and when i and when i engage <laughs> when i when i engage this person and told them like hey like you know this is like a labor of love and we're like putting this together and it's you know it has a lot of rough edges it's not an editorial piece they became upset and we never heard from them again I'll bet and, they looked um, into it and learned that there was no money in it and backed out. Yeah, it's that's fucking, cost, it's that's fucking most <laughs> well, There's no well, money to a, be made it's in a, it. It's a niche market. It's a niche market. We're not making millions of dollars in something it's like over here, nice man. like selling ice to Eskimos. Yeah. Fucking heck. There's going to be you like know, 10 people that listen to this episode, dude. This isn't some cash grab. There's, there's no, hell some, no. Like, this is a def- a it has to be a labor of love. coming in and all this stuff. Now, for you to do this magazine, it literally has to be a labor of love because it's not something that's going to be like, your retirement fund you know what i mean like that's right. one thing we have to give you props for it's like you this is a tough thing to said take on you were gonna do a magazine you went out of your way you produce a magazine you put it out people have it it's in the hands like if, right. any, if anything at the least you started something and if someone else wants to step in or someone else wants to someone right. else wants to do it you're inspiring someone else to go ahead and do it Right, right. The door's open for all kinds of stuff, man. And people will make their own thing. They'll make their own type of magazine. It might be all about bikes. It might be it might be about cats who ride mopeds. It could be anything, man. And that's and because we're on the fourth of July, I just want to say that's the beauty of America too, is that we have the freedom, freedom of press, Mm -hmm. to go for and create whatever we want in whatever way that we want, and to embrace it in the way that we want. I'm not saying that the guys who want to do the corporate thing are evil or bad, but their intentions were not necessarily the most sincere. And because of that, we didn't want to have anything to do with them I mean, because do, I don't believe do you know in that, that. How do they know that they weren't going to hire somebody within the moped community, which means employing somebody who's knowledgeable about the moped scene? They probably would. They probably would. They and would then probably, put out a really productive and <coughs> pro-moped article right. within a motorcycle magazine. And would have been right. promoting mopeds, Ooh. keeping Tomos alive, right. hey, selling hey, things that's like a, that's that. That's a great idea. That's great. And they have well, the money to do that. And that's great. And, and they should. And, maybe you turn and that will it. be their thing. That will be their thing. And we'll be our thing. We'll be a small publication creating our thing. And they'll be their big in every grocery store and every newsstand across America thing. Right and that's to fine, too. Health. Men's health, baby. That's fine, too. <laughs> Boater's world. <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Like it's, the newest Glock in the market, right next yeah, to yeah, my right. well, well, let me put it. Well, let me put it this way. There, there, there's no competition. There isn't some sort of competition like, oh, 
well, we're just going to compete with them. And no, we are what we are, and there's no competition with anyone else. That, that this being said, is do you what have it any is. Plans we're not of, competing with anyone. Do you have any plans of potentially hiring anyone like that has uh, editorial like and moped knowledge to assist with all this? Because it's only you and a couple other people doing this, right? Yeah, well, there's some other people. We have lots of plans for the future to expand and do all kinds of different things. And also, there's the possibility that, you know, this publication may go for a number of issues and I might stop it and then do something else. It's just, you know, it is what it is. Because it's Moped Magazine, dude. There's no telling what you're going to do. Yep. Exactly. And that's the beauty of it. And you can't get that with an editorial, hot corporate produced, corporate produced publication. Or a zine. Because they have to stick. Or maybe you can with a zine. They have to stick stick to a specific formula in order for the publication to be profitable. Yes, because they want to sell it and see it succeed versus having a hobby. Well, you can call it a hobby. Because I mean, it, I wouldn't necessarily, if it doesn't sell, I would, it'll flare out. I, and, and if it well, flares it does, out, it's Well, dead. it does sell, but I wouldn't necessarily call this a hobby. It's a project that I'm doing, and it does sell. If it's something that's not sell. profitable but, and you can't but, eat from it, it's a hobby. Right, but who's to say that I'm not eating from it, though? That's I'm not that's saying you're not. not. I'm just saying, and, and just what I, my point is, we want to see it profitable so that it can get better, so that you can eat from it, so it stays alive, and the content is, you know, something people want to read. Right. Well, it depends on if someone wants to read it. They do, they can. If they don't, they don't. Well, I mean, that's, that's up to you because you have to put things in there people want to read, too, you know? Yeah, but everyone is different, so it depends on who the person is. Some people want to read it, and some people no, don't. Like me and myself, who it dude, to. I want to see like dick tattoos and nugget porn. So yeah, some people <laughs> do want to see that, and some people don't want to see that. So you know what you want to see and what you want to read might not necessarily be what someone else wants to see and true, read. True. So it's very diverse, and that's the thing about it. So you know that's what it comes down to. Hell yeah! Well, let's end it with something fun, dude. Uh, this is from our Instagram. And it's it's a it's a fun question. Like, it's you gotta like hit a rally or two to really know the answer to this one. Okay, you ready? Should I know sure. the answer? You're gonna know the answer. Ashley's gonna know the answer. <laughs> I know right, the then answer. I won't say the answer if I know it. So this this one's on you. You ready, Mister Pleasant? Okay. You ready? Is Upjet cool or does Upjet suck? <laughs> Upjet. Do you know what Upjet is? Is Upjet cool or does Upjet suck? What's your answer? Pleasant, you got this, bro. He's on the computer. I can hear him typing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you still there? I'm trying to think. I don't know what Upjet is. So, up, so Use up, Google. So Upjet's a moped club from New York City. Okay. And are they cool or do they suck? Are they cool or do they suck? Just pick one. We'll see. It's a yeah. It's, it's, it's a fifty-fifty shot. shot. <laughs> and none of it's negative either way. It's not none of it's negative either way. But it's a fifty-fifty shot. It's just a fun I question. Would, I would have to say, and this is just a guess because I don't know Upjet. I would have to say they suck. Yeah, you got it. You did it. You guys heard it here. Just for anyone else, because I, because I because I'm not familiar with them. But you have to also know, man, that you know when it comes to the rallies and stuff, you know there are lots of people who ride who 
don't necessarily engage in the rally culture or rally scene full time. And then there are people who do. And, you know, the the community of people who ride is just it's so vast, man. There are people who just wrench in their garages and, you know, they've got uh, pooks and and. Pujos and Tomoses and all kinds but of shit. You but they sell it to everybody. I mean, so there's, like, there's tons of people. You're selling amazing. Yeah. You got to keep up with this stuff. And no, I know it's tough, but there's mopeders who don't ever go to a rally. There's people who only ride like once a month. Like there's people, right. like, Old guys who've never seen another person with a moped. Yeah, there's like moped. It's like, all kinds weird of like stuff, that. man. Yeah. Let me check this out, man. We've got people in Indonesia who talk to us sometimes, and I mean, everybody rides there. I mean, it's just all over the place, and they've got. All these old Hondas, you know, the old Cubs and the the uh, Expresses and all that Cubs, shit, you like know. The farm equipment. And uh, they've got like a whole different scene over there, man. And then what I learned recently, which I was blown away by, was, and this is a little off from mopeds, but with the vintage scooter scene, a whole 60s inspired Indonesian mod scene has popped up in Indonesia. And these guys are wearing like parkas and riding around on lambrettas and vespas and stuff. And the girls have like hijabs on, you know, the, the Islamic uh, headscarf and all this stuff. And they're riding around on vespas and lambrettas and shit. And I'm just like, what the hell? It is the, the most interesting, weird sort of British hybrid scooter scene I have ever seen. And... Um, I don't know, man. And there are loads of mopeds. Those guys also people. ride like their whole family of six on yeah. one busted ass old Honda. Those guys are you, crazy in the traffic, crisscrossing. The videos are and, so crazy. Right. And the dudes lying down the mopeds doing like 100 miles per hour or some shit on the freeway. Yeah, Have the you Dubai seen guys. That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a motor bikini doing that. And it's crazy. That, that shit what is they insane, call it? The flying man. Flying Scots Frenchman? Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. position, the flying Frenchman. You know, so that's some crazy shit. And then the street cubs, you see the guys with those uh, Honda uh, uh, cubs or whatever that they turn into these, like, street fighters or something with the big, like, uh, a 12-inch back wheels or something. I don't know if you've ever seen those before, but uh, that stuff is just crazy, man. They're like works of art. It's just unbelievable. True. So, you know, we live in a moped world, man. And as time goes forward and resources become more expensive you know more and more people are going to ride especially here in the west and in north america well a lot of stuff's going you know? electric that's like a big thing that's happening too we, we're yeah. actually, we actually yeah. have a, a guest that's going to be on our show in, in the next two weeks who's uh doing its own project where he's converting vintage mopeds to electric so that's gonna be pretty interesting to talk to oh, but I like what that, what's, what do you see where do you see like the future of mopeds and where do you see the future of moped magazine well for mopeds I would say that as resources become more expensive, you know, like people keep driving these big SUVs and pickup trucks and stuff. I want to buy a 4Runner, by the way. Sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, hey, man, if it's um, something that you it can use. It looks fucking hard. That if you're I hauling stuff runner. and you put your tough. bikes in it, you know. But there's some people who buy these big giant trucks who, who aren't hauling runner. things. They don't put stuff in the back. They just have it as like a status symbol or something. And... Um, but, but, you know, resources are becoming um, more expensive, and we don't know what the future holds in terms of petrol prices and all of that. But I do know that more people are going to ride. Petrol? Yeah, I'm sorry. It's just How I long live. do you live overseas because you still say petrol? That's weird. 
Or is it just to be crass? On, on and off, it's been a total of 18 years. That's a long in time. The, yeah, that's a long in time. in okay. the Netherlands and the You got the, the pass, dude. You get the pass. You can say petrol all you want. Yeah, yeah, but you also have to understand, too, because I've been abroad, too. He's but like, he well, he doesn't, he, doesn't, he, doesn't go, he doesn't go to the rallies. He hasn't been to rallies. Well, I guess not, because I haven't been here. Yeah, 18 years you know? a long time. It's like, <laughs> you know, so it's like. They've had the rallies hell, but... this year. Have you been any this year? No, not this year. But the Shanks had their rally recently, and we. Um, you live in Atlanta. You didn't get to hang out with the Swoops and go to one of their rallies. No comment. No okay. comment on that. Well, actually, it hasn't even happened. But, yet. Um, it's like coming up. But yeah, coming uh, the uh, uh, the Shanks had their rally, and you know. Uh, What's wrong uh, with the Swoops? They asked us if we would put that? some content together for a uh, raffle pack, and I was like, mm -hmm. sure, why not? And we've done okay. that. We've sent we've sent raffle packs to. To various rallies. So Send one to every something. rally, dude. If you if you have the spares, it'd be a cool thing to get in the magazine. I mean, to get a magazine and a rally pack, that'd be a cool prize. Yeah, yeah. Well, we that's another way to help to... put it out to people so more people see it right. too. It's like there's well, not we that want... many rallies. Right. And you'll well, really need want... to send one. People will share it. Right. Around. Well, well, there's a rally coming up with uh, I, again the same guy Chuck uh, in uh, Nebraska. There's a rally coming up there, and we're going to send him. A rally pack for his event. Oh, uh, the moped division. No, no, not yet. A, That's, a, it's in, here, right? No, no, not yet. It the Tennessee rally? No, 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 no. Oh, Nebraska. Nebraska. <laughs> okay. Yo, Pleasant. Not the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not the Tennessee. <laughs> not, not the same not at all. The same, in the magazine, there's a. Is in there ad for a moped division in here? Yeah. Have you talked to them? You know, like. Like, they, is there, like, a code or, like, a discount for buying the magazine? You get, like, a discount on parts or anything? Oh, that would have been clever. Yeah, that would have been pretty cool for the Well, we're working on that with, with, uh, with uh, VDM poop parts and everything. We've got uh, trying to find the a lot of stuff yeah. coming down the pipeline, and we want to offer discount Email? coupons. Yeah, stuff that'd be really cool. Like Email, us, uh, stuff. Email us VDM's, um, like, uh, email address or something, too. I'd like to hit yeah, him up. Yeah, yeah. I think he'd be a great yeah, person Johan, to talk to. Johan is awesome, man. He's, yeah, I think he'd be a pretty cool person bad to talk at. to. And, um, but with the magazine, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, the sky's the limit. I mean, we very much would like to have a small little event next year, and we're looking at possibilities for that. And, um, you know, just continue to evolve the magazine and keep doing our thing. And, yeah. I mean, it's, it's something that, that may continue for another uh, number of issues or something that might be uh, concluded and may start up again in the future at a different time. Like, who knows? Cool. It's a lot, I, I, there, there's a magazine that came out in the 80s and 90s that used to be called Propaganda Magazine, and it was like a dark rock magazine made by a guy named Fred H. Berger. I mean, there's also been and, other moped magazines too, right? Yeah, 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 they've been talking. There's a really cool and, one. I think um, it's coming out of Sweden right now that um, someone There's Mob like... Chop, that was one. And Moped Dot, which is in, uh, I think, Sweden or Finland or somewhere. And they're pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, Moped Dot. It's a Swedish magazine. Yeah, yeah I'm not and they focus primarily on the bikes. It's all yeah. about the bikes. They don't yeah. have models that's, that's and all pretty that cool. You got to tran translate it. That's the only like uh, <laughs> issue right now, a little yeah. Google translator. But yeah. it's a pretty cool looking but, magazine. Yeah, but there's been lots of publications, and there will be again in the future. I mean, it's just an ongoing thing. Sweet. But um, but you know, we'll see where it goes. And uh, yeah, man. you know, Johan at BPM is putting together a whole bunch of new stuff. Man, that the stuff you see on his site now, 
It's just a little bit of the stuff he's putting out, but he's got big plans, man, for some really rad, rad parts. Yeah, like I said, send me his email. I'd love to talk to yeah. him. I think he'd be a really interesting person to talk to, especially like, talking to someone else who's right. doing cool parts. I can talk to him. I like to talk to like Trickmetric, MLM, see what their plans are. I want to kind of yeah. get a hold of everybody eventually. Yeah. But we're going to go ahead and start wrapping it up, dude. So you had any questions you want to ask us before we hop off? Yeah, I just want to say that um, – you know, you guys in Richmond are pretty cool, and, you know, I knew about the Hell Satan group also, and I saw their movie that was at the South by Southwest. And uh, yeah, dude, it was also, at, uh, Satan since 2003, Yeah, or, uh, and was, also, or Live Fast, Ride Slow. Yep, yeah. and and also episodes from their, their cable show, that was... <laughs> That was pretty wild, man. And uh, all that stuff yeah. is completely true. Yeah, well, no, dude, their fucking TV show is so fake, dude. <laughs> None of it is scripted whatsoever. Yeah. yeah, we were here for that. Yeah, that was uh, pretty funny. Did you see the pig in one of the episodes? The first episode, that was my pig at my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's a pig in one of the episodes. That's, that's the rebel pig. But but we, we really appreciate all that you guys do. And, um, you know, we're like I said before, we're one big moped world. And every, every group represents a different perspective and approach and style and aesthetic and theme and and that's the beauty of it and um and i like that and um i just want to ask if i could have just a couple of seconds to to sh- give a shout out to some friends of mine yeah, is that shout okay out, Yo, shout, shout out, out here on xlpmd <laughs> we got pleasant on the line who you shout out to I want to oh, shout I wanna, out to my baby mama. I got a damn tattooed no, up on my no, neck. No, no, you know. no, I, I have no, I have no children. But I, I want to uh, just give a shout out to Frank Jump with the fading ass because he really wrote in a phenomenal article yeah, there. If, if you guys did yeah. get a hold of the magazine, and even, I say even if it's been out for a while, you should, you should release that article just to the public. Like, that's, yeah, a, that's a yeah. cool. Like his book's a pretty cool thing, and that'd be cool to like promote you to see that. Yeah, and here's another thing. You know, he's um. Uh, he's a very, uh, he's an uh, activist, and he's very much for uh, uh, LGBTQ and all that stuff, and, you know, just sort of uh, fighting for equality for everyone, so if you follow up on... And he was smashing windows with a brick in his youth, dude, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, you know, he's a, he's a phenomenal guy, and his history, like his life story, is, is very inspirational given his, um, his history. And but but I also want to thank uh, HR and Lori Hudson, you know, for uh, uh, meeting up with us and and letting us have that VIP experience, you know, during the show and meeting with him and Ezekiel and everyone. And I also want to give a thanks uh, for to um, uh, Dorky's Arcade. If you want to check out a badass like '80s, like '90s inspired like arcade that really makes you feel like you're in the '80s or the '90s, like I mean, literally, I don't mean just having a game there, but everything in the atmosphere, the music, the lights, everything. Check out Dorky's Arcade in uh, Tacoma, man. That place is 80s unbelievable. Just that good to me. I don't want to remember them. Well, that's because you were like living in your car, like driving around trans. But dark, and that arcade. <laughs> No, you have to have an IROC. IROC Z28. Yeah, the IROC is fucking hard, bro. IROC, you have an IROC if you want to be behind mine, dude, a Trans Am. My neighbor had an IROC, dude. And that shit was fire back in the day. Like All the little it's boys' like, neighbor thought it was like, how you doing? What, what do you got there? I got an IROC. IROC Z28. I just picked it up in Paramus. IROC. You just went straight back to New York, huh? Yeah, yeah. IROC. He doesn't know where the fuck he's from. One minute he's a, he's a Yankee. One minute he's Dutch. 
you moved around too much, man. It fuck with no, you. No, but but I am though. I've lived all over. I've lived I've lived all over the place. Have and, you been um, in the country? Where's your redneck? But down in the south. Yeah, dude. Well, I don't. Well, I don't. Well, people say I don't have a, a southern accent, but I left here in 1988. So okay, you've been gone. I, I don't know. Yeah. And then I lived in Staten Island, so I just never. That's Staten Island. I mean, I, really fucked I'm, you up. I'm from. I'm. You know, you from... can't get pizza delivered after three o'clock, right? Yeah, that's some bullshit. <laughs> Fuck New York, dude. Lies. No Sorry. pizza. No delivery. We just went to a, a movement rally in New York, and like everyone always talks about how it's the city that never sleeps, and you can uh-huh. get the best pizza. And, we're trying to get some of the best pizza at two o'clock in the morning, and it just wasn't happening. They were all closed. No pizza. Where, where were, no were you? Were in Brooklyn? Where yeah, were we're, you? They were we're in Brooklyn. Queens. They were fucking off, dude. Where were we? That's Queens? messed up, man. All but right, you know, cool. in the, but the old New York, you know, was you could get pizza anytime. And you know, blow, but the city and the is delivery. Ooh, I kind of need that but right I, now because I work. But I, I, I really, I really want to say thank you for for giving us an opportunity to to speak on your platform, and yeah, man, uh, of course, we yeah. really appreciate that. And I know that it got a little, no. you know, a little heated a few times, but no, you know no, that again, good, it's we're, all about. We got heated. We're just asking heated. realistic questions yeah. we want to know about and putting personal opinions out, which are just basically mm. personal thoughts and opinions. Yeah, like I said, we're going to be up and down. We're going to be back and forth, and we're just kind of going to yeah. get a little but bit that's, of everything. But that's, and that's normal. Kinda, that's, that's, that's a conversation. No, it's normal like, stuff, man. It's you know, normal. We're, not, we're not doing interviews. We're not like fucking, here's 10 questions, and this is all you get. We're, like, we're just trying to like talk and see where things go, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys are great, man. You you have a great scene up there. You know, there's nothing but love here for all of you. And, again, I know this may sound crazy, what I'm about to say, but, but this is coming from the heart. You Fuck know, even... Even well, yeah. Aww, even even the bad, the even even the people who have sent negativity to us and may harbor very negative feelings about us, we don't have any hatred or hate towards them. We don't. We're not like that. And it's like we may dislike someone's actions, but in terms of hating and and just projecting that kind of negativity out there, uh, we don't do that. And, Who's got time and that's that, what. Dude? And that's what, right, and that's one of the reasons adult, why we... You don't like me, man? No, I'm going to no, keep no, it but, moving. But, but, but all the stuff me, that I've hear, read about Mobile Magazine says the same thing, that there's no ill will, that they just don't like, you know, a but, lot but, of the stuff and the content. There's no hatred or negative speech, really. It was just like, you know... Yeah, that's that's fine, too. But but what I'm saying is that I'm, I'm speaking specifically about people who cross the line specifically. But, you know, it's like... There's no, there's no hatred, and that's one of the reasons why, despite all the stuff that has happened, that we never took to social media or went and publicly wrote very ugly things about any specific group or person, because we don't do that. We didn't want to put that sort of energy out there, cool. and never said a negative word about any of them on any social media platform. So you know, for people. Good. So you know, that's something that. I wanted to make a point about. So, you know, we just want to go forward with what we do. And if they don't want to be a part of this or don't care, whatever, that's cool. You know, then why should they care what we do? True. So, you know, whatever. Where, where can uh, people find the magazine? Okay. Uh, if you go to www.mopedmag.com, that's the easiest and fastest way to get a copy. And it will be shipped out uh, usually within 24 hours to you. Cool. Fantastic. Listen, Pleasant, we had a great time. Thanks again for the opportunity to get an interview. Looks like your mag's on the right track, and we really uh, appreciate you being on here tonight and 
uh, we'll see you on the circuit. Look forward to the weird shit of the next one, man. Let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, fucking All right, car, thank you. I can guarantee that it will be very weird because we love weird around here. Hell yeah. All right, dude. Thanks for All the right. call, man. I appreciate it. All right, thanks I'm gonna, a lot. I'm going to hit you up to get that uh, that email for VD, VDM. Okay, will do, man. Johan is an awesome guy, man. I think you guys will really appreciate chatting with him and stuff, too. Cool. All right, bye. Awesome. Later, dude. Bye. All right. All right. Bye-bye now. That wasn't too bad. Yeah. Interesting. We got in some stuff. We had some questions. It's like... still a magazine that's hard to sell to moped people. But it is a magazine, well, and he is doing it. It's yeah. It's not directed towards... That's not directed well, towards moped headers, people. So it's art. I don't get it. It's art. So it could be, you know, it's it's art but with some moped stuff in it. Yeah. So, you know, it could be this, it could be that, like it could change. Or you could get more content, like, you know, we talked about some things. It's just like, you know, it can go anywhere. That's well, what he's saying. It's a magazine. Exactly. It sounds like it's a magazine for his point of view, the way he wants to see it how he rides because it's like it's not for people that are in the moped culture deep necessarily which would be like moped army and sharing all that shit but it's about how i his own vision of it it is anyway listen thanks guys again fuck your car ride a moped ashley you got anything to say bye Damn. <laughs> well, fuck you're you. Doing some we're kind of time. countdown on your fingers. I don't know what you're talking I'm about. I'm we're at a clock. <laughs> the time's running short. We we burned it up. So I said bye. That's it. All right. See ya. <laughs> bye. So, um, what are your favorite moped sounds? Fuck your car. I don't know. Like, touch the flower. Is it moving? Like, no, feel free locked up. Sounds like you're fucked, dude. 